This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. Comic Book Click is on Patreon, guys. For as little as $0.10 cents a day or $3 a month, not only can you help keep the lights on here at Comic Book Click headquarters, but your donation gives you access to exclusive content like CBC commentaries, polls where you can choose what content we cover next, and special behind-the-scenes footage of things here at Comic Book Click. Visit Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse today and become a Patreon. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano aka The Don and if you're listening to this you can only be here for one reason, it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast brought to you by comicbookclick.com and as always I am never alone sir, please introduce yourself. I am Dan the comic book man. And he is not alone, other sir can you please introduce yourself. I'm Alex aka B Rook. B Roke and Dan are joining me on a journey to the future. We've held your hand on this podcast through some of the recent DC major crossover events that have shaken the DC multiverse or omniverse at this point to its core. And now, right off of the embers that was Dark Knight's Death Metal, we have Future State, which is looking at a possible future. Or at least that's what it was, um, how that was pitched to us. Uh, B-Rogue, do you remember when this thing had a different name? When it was called uh, 5G? No, 5G, yes. yes. That was back before the whole shakeup with the creative. Do, um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it It seems... It, 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 um, DC is part of a mu- much like uh, Marvel is now with Disney. Uh, DC is part of a much bigger company known as uh, Warner Brothers, yep. and I believe even larger than that, AT and T. And uh, the last bunch of years, you know, people in the comic book land are more than aware of the fact that Marvel is just kicking DC in the teeth. Yeah. Um, so Dan Didio and Jim Lee and amongst others came up with this idea to once again reboot. The DC Universe after New Fifty Two and after Rebirth, <laughs> again, and um, <laughs> again. and they they came up with five G, and I, I I don't I don't know how it exactly went down after that because literally it was just there was they were slating for this five G event, this this big push, you know, again another New Fifty Two, another Rebirth, and yeah. then one day it's just like, not nah, Dan Didio, you're gone, right? Bye. See, that's all I have on this. So I have a little bit of writing here that says, uh, after the firing of Dan Didio from DC Entertainment in February of 2020, uh, and then the COVID pandemic in general, that the series of 5G was delayed. Uh, writer Scott Snyder stated that the plans for Generations had become more quote-unquote fluid. And in uh, June 2020, Generation Zero was not part of DC's plans for the revised comic book day. Um, as well, it says DC Comics publisher and chief creative officer Jim Lee stated that the 5G initiative, which would have occurred at the end of the original plan for generations, was no longer happening. So they just cha- they just said, nah, 
<laughs> yeah, like I, like I said, I mean, if, if you if you look the the last couple of years, I mean, Marvel really has just dominated DC. So I, I I can imagine, and like and and not just in those matters, even in the the movie side. So yeah. I to me, I would imagine that AT and T Warner Brothers eventually just said, look, we need to just obviously what you guys have been doing because Dan Didio has been had been in charge of DC for a better part of a decade more than a decade yeah. i would I, th- I think yeah um probably close to even 20 years and so um i would imagine they just said look we're just gonna we're gonna do something different we got we gotta we gotta revamp this we gotta change it up uh i wouldn't be surprised if part of that was also to save money because um if you look ever since then with the exception of scott snyder um dc doesn't really have a uh a top tier writer right you know, right? Um, yeah. I mean, and people say, "Oh, Bendis, Bendis, Bendis's contract's over." Right, and I don't, I didn't really dig his Superman too much. So, I, well, I wasn't, all right, you know. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend, I'm gonna defend Bendis. All right, the whole five G shakeup messed everything up. Okay, the um, literally once he, he was supposed to write Superman until a certain point, right, and then five G was supposed to kick in. I read a recent interview of Bendis where Bendis is like, yeah, I was expecting to be done with Superman. And then all of a sudden, because 5G was no longer on the table, they were like, hey, man, we need you to just keep writing Superman. Just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> oh, and he's man. like he, – now he's pulling stories out of his butt, right. which you can see – you can see in, 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 the, in the Superman books where it's just – where it becomes directionless. Right. Where it's like, okay, what is he – what is what's going on now? Like, oh, it, everything just felt out of left field because that's where Bendis was coming from. Now he's like, I, I wasn't expecting – I hadn't written any of these stories. I had to start just coming up with stuff to do with, with this guy. Yeah. You know, I was totally set to get – like he he did – he has gotten – I think he's gotten Justice League, right? Right. Yeah. Um, He was – I mean, I think he was writing Young Justice and that didn't really make it. Um. And look now, now his contract with DC is over. So I'm wondering if he comes back to Marvel or he just keeps doing his own creative, creator own stuff. Which I, I wouldn't mind seeing him go back to some of that stuff because the creator own stuff he was doing at DC was was phenomenal. I mean, uh, cover um, and I forget the other book he did, but he did a couple things. I mean, cover has been slated to be a, a show or a movie, I believe now. Oh, that's amazing. And I've heard, yeah, like like un- completely unleashed without having to be you know tethered down to a specific character he's great um and it seems like you said that dc has been a bit aimless marvel kicking ass in the movie realm um has brought some comic fan i mean you know has created some comic fans as people want to read more about these characters that they're loving in the films um dc with their up and down uh popularity of their films and then now what some people may perceive as stale characters characters that have been around for 80 plus years um dan do you think this shake-up with a with a new wonder woman a new batman different you know people taking on these mantles do you think oh, this they're is... playing with fire yeah they're, play- they're, they're they're playing with fire with the fans hearts right now yeah i mean like me all right me personally i'm loving all of these new characters i'm reading because at the end of the day it's still the mantle you know alter egos and names could mean anything to me like i i want i want to read wonder woman i don't care who's wonder woman as long as i'm reading wonder woman yeah. i don't care who's batman as long as i'm reading batman and hell even this batman design looks dope i'm loving the whole you can't even see the bottom half the of the face thing, yeah. so it's just like this full-on mask meets cowl like it is it is really great so but yeah they're playing with fire 
And I'm a fan, like, yeah, I'm a fan of Clark Kent Superman, but I love me Connor, and I love me Jonathan Kent. I'm a fan of, uh, you know, Diane Prince, but I am a even bigger fan right now of the way they have Yara's writing. I don't uh, know why, yeah. Yara's writing is just really good for me like there's just well, it it's, feels it's the, like wonder woman That's it's the main the main three that was the big thing that they had said they were like oh you know it's 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 not only this possible future but the main you know the trinity is not going to be the trinity that you know and that was the first thing to have a lot of people raise their eyebrows Rogue, what do you think of this new trinity yara floor john kent and uh tim fox jace um, Jace, Jace, uh, Jace. Well, it, well, it's Tim Fox, but he's no, it's Jace Fox, but he's going by Tim. Okay, he's like making. He's he's kind of because I believe I, I didn't really know much about him, but it seems like he had a, a kind of a uh, how do you say a colorful background? I guess I think yes. he had a criminal background. Yeah. So um, so he's trying to reinvent himself by going by uh, uh, Jace. Jace. Now I believe or Jace or Tim. I, I I'm. Probably, I think he's. I think he is Tim, and he's trying to go by Jace. Okay, because uh, I um, think uh, Luke was kicking him around for that, right? Um, yeah, a lot of new characters I was introduced uh, with that series, but no, um, this reminds me a lot of what Marvel, uh, I, I mean, did. I'm just gonna say, leave it at that. Right. Uh, a few years ago, when they had Riri Williams become Iron Man, and then they had you know Lady Thor, they had you know Amadeus Cho Hulk, yeah, um, you know Captain uh, Falcon becoming Captain America. It reminds me a lot of that, and I think they kind of learned a little bit from Marvel in that being able to do this future state thing, going, look, this is where it's going to someday be. Maybe, but eventually, your, but your But your characters are still there as well. Right. Um, so so I, I dig it. You know, it's, it, it, it expands the universe. Um, I love seeing this Latin esque or latina i, I yeah. guess wonder woman i think she's a lot of fun um jonathan ken apparently had had been a huge hit the last couple years so yeah. seeing him grow up to become uh superman is really really cool and i did for the most part enjoy this uh new batman this this future this future batman yeah. so seeing this new trinity is is has been a lot of fun and, and i like i said it seems like they learned from marvel not to just completely say hey look those characters are gone and here are these new ones no, no, no. They're they're still there, and, and these are the future ones, and maybe they'll be around in the present. So you get you get to have both. So I think I, I'm I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Yeah, that's interesting because that's exactly what Marvel did, and they caught a lot of flack for it. A lot of uh, flack. And ended up having. But you know bring... what's funny? I, I'm sorry. Side note: Marvel, all that stuff is paying off hugely for Marvel. Oh, now. right now, yeah, hundred uh, percent. They just didn't they greenlight uh, uh, Naomi series. For DC, well, that's 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 in DC, right? Right, uh, but I'm saying like, how recent is that character created? Because they didn't have, uh, they didn't have a multitude of characters of different uh, backgrounds and <laughs> ethnicities. So as soon as a new yeah. one gets created, they almost instantly get some sort of you know, uh, uh, spot on a on a, a CW show or or something oh, yeah. like that. Because oh, yeah. well, it becomes the, like. All the- and even Yara Floor, when she was just initially announced, <laughs> yeah, like her the, initial her, her, her comic book announcement <laughs> came with with I think a movie or even a show announcement. Like it was like Real tech, quick. they've since they've since rescinded the whole idea of having her on TV or, or in a movie. But I think give it time and and you'll you'll see it. You'll see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Miles did a lot for that. You know, Miles Morales, uh, Spider Man. 
uh, kicked out out of the doors in that generation. And then with Spider-Verse working the way it is and now the video game, they're, they're, people are open so long as the character feels fully fleshed out. Um, were there any characters that you didn't dig in this new iteration of Future State? Or did oh, um, <sighs> trying to, I'm well, looking now, uh, not, 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 I mean, well, a lot of the ones that appeared in those backup stories all over the place, um, I, yeah, I was really not gravitating towards like, like the new kid Green Lantern, who I believe actually first appeared in like Young Justice. Yeah. I didn't, didn't, I, I wasn't too thrilled by, <laughs> um, the, the, the multitude of new Titans that showed up in the Teen Titans The weird book. ones, the new weird ones. <laughs> Yeah, like there's just a <laughs> the couple of uh, like, one and the... <laughs> like there's a couple right. that I'm like, oh, that's that sound that's that looks cool. That seems like an interesting concept, but uh, some of them are just like out of left field. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. The 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 black racer, I think, was a yeah was one that showed up, and I was like, what the? Like I couldn't even, I could barely read it. What do you think of the new um, spoiler? The, the new the, the new Stephanie Brown spoiler. Uh, she she appeared in uh Robin Eternal, correct? She was in Robin Eternal, and she was in the new Batman, and she she's like a badass, uh, one eyed, um, badass. Yes, yes, the, yes, uh, yes, yeah. That that was very kind of like I took me even honestly even Cassandra Cain in yeah. in those books. I was kind of like, who the hell are these people? And I guess you're supposed to be like, well, you know, they've been um put through the ringer because even even like guys guys like guys like night like nightwing were very different you know it's just new future and they've been put through the ringer and they had to deal with all these things so like now they're it's funny it's like they've been uh zach snyder versed yeah they're yeah. all grim and gritty and you know because stephanie brown was this hopeful like kid yeah you know and here here like you said she's like this one hour this one-eyed pirate now and <laughs> you know, like, cause, like it took me a while to realize I was reading Cassandra Kane in one of those stories. I was like, oh, oh, speaking oh, in, speaking in full sentences and everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like speaking in full sentences, I can see her face. Like, who the hell is this person? Yeah, yeah. You uh, know, so, so I mean, I mean, you 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 can't you can't hit home runs with everything. You know what I mean? So definitely, they set the stage early on for what the what the future. Of especially Gotham becomes me and you were talking um off air Dan about the magistrate the peacekeepers this neo yeah, neo Tokyo Gotham what what did you think of this this like stormtrooper esque uh, Gotham now where Bruce Wayne is not king he's he is you know basically almost prey in his own city now Gotham getting to the point of com- that of complete I guess frustration with everything going on and and seemingly turning over the keys to this this organization yeah it was like a it, it kind of reminded me of like a days of future past type thing yeah where it's like that just you have like one government just running against all the vigilantes and heroes and masks you got these robots running around with actual like cybernetics of your dna and who you are and they know your whole like history and they even when they came down to like arrest these two people in the middle of the street in the nightwing book it just reminded me of something the sentinels would do they just named them by name said their violation and that you must come with us and they like yeah that, that stuff was all cool um so i was digging a lot of how uh, gotham was yeah and then we went away from gotham on, on my end of the assignment and i'm like no bring me back to gotham 
And that's the thing. <laughs> th- th- that's the thing. This thing was so huge that we decided to split it up into thirds. Uh, yeah, reading as much as we could, but hopefully being able to explain to the re- to the listeners um, a bit of the journey of some of these stories that we had to cover. So I guess we should get right into it. Uh, my I one of the first things I had up was uh, Batman and Superman, and it's an interesting little story about um, <laughs> basically there's this. There's this drug going around called the uh, the false face serum, and these kids are taking it. And what happens is it makes your head turn into an animal, any animal that you could think of. Uh, so one of these kids who is just really having a bad time in school, he decides to take this serum, turn himself into a goat as like a prank. But he realizes that even though he can turn back into human, he has these horns on his head, and it makes him try to commit suicide. Superman saves him, and that's how he finds out about the whole thing. He tells Batman about this whole thing, so they're going to go like track down this serum down, and we, they find um, this whole like laboratory that's they're doing all these experiments with this serum, this false face serum, and trying to like build an army. Um, and they find a new Mister Toad, which I always thought was a very weird Batman villain, this grown Toad man. Uh, but I guess they're bringing him back, and so they bring him in and. We find out that it's not only him that is de- dealing with all this, but a new, more sinister Professor Pig. And Professor Pig is able to, with the help of uh, this new Mr. Toad, and using Kryptonite, is able to use Superman's DNA to put, <laughs> I'm guessing, Kryptonian eyes on the backs of mice and pigeons and other random city animals so that uh, he can see, so that the false face society and magistrate and everything can see everywhere uh, and stuff. So it was that was extremely weird, and it was funny because it's Superman and Batman, and now they're fighting off against Professor Pig, and they, there's this other big mutated Superman with a bunch of eyes on him, and they're trying to figure out uh, how to tackle everything, and Superman and Batman, you know. They, Batman's having this weird mistrust of Superman throughout this whole story for some reason and he hasn't really revealed it and at one point he's like you know what we should trade uh, who we're fighting I'll fight the, the weird version of you and you can go fight the other guy and he says in his narrative that he pulls out a bunch of kryptonite that he hoped Superman didn't see and uses that to attack the clone showing how much he still doesn't trust Superman always having kryptonite in his pocket um, but after disabling the clone uh, they're able to knock out Professor Pig, use heat vision to blow up the whole lab, and um, put the villains in custody. And Animal Man helps them put the, all the animals back. I don't know how the hell you do that, but he's able to do so. In uh, ways that only Animal Man can. And only always only Animal Man can, but later on, Batman says he can't trust Superman to be in his city. And he shows him that his DNA could be used to make like technology that could make Magistrate in- unstoppable. So he tells him... You need to get the hell out of my city. And Superman does. But Superman does one of those things that I was like, I'm just getting out because I want to leave, all right? Because I totally I, I totally get what you're saying, you know? But you're not making me leave. Yeah, it is totally <laughs> under my own volition. Yeah, 100%. And then uh, you see Professor Pig kill a guard with his hand, which has a mouth of a pig on it. And you see uh, Mr. Toad get reunited with his daughter. Uh, and Superman says um, to call him if you need him. So it was a nice little quaint story, setting up a lot of the magistrate stuff and how they're uh, 
a menace and how they got Batman on on edge. Uh, but speaking of Batman, you got you had the Dark Detective series, didn't you, Alex? Which is Batman? No, that was the. I had next Batman. Oh, you had next Batman. Ah, I have you for Dark Detective on this thing. Which is just the that's the Bruce Wayne series of it all. No, you had next Batman. Ah, I had next Batman. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm so I'm I'm uh I apologize. I apologize, gentlemen. Oh, no, you're good. Yes, I had I had I had Dark Detective. I apologize. But that's the uh, so that's where I guess where it, we we bring up this question of what are the series of events that leads to people thinking that Bruce Wayne is dead, right? Because uh, we we know we're gonna get a new Batman in this. So what was that story all about, uh, Dark Detective, for our listeners out there? Well, in in Dark Detective, uh, we're 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 kind of just thrown into it. Um, yeah. It, you know, you you uh, Bruce Wayne is hiding almost in plain sight because everyone's just convinced he's he's dead. Yeah. And he's he's you're you're just talking about the magistrate. You know, the, uh, it's. He's he's just overrun Gotham. Gotham is broodier and and darker than ever. Yeah. You know, um, and and it almost seems like Batman Bruce Wayne is scared. You know, um, the this this character, the magistrate, who mind you, we I, I, as far as I know, we never see in all of Future State. No. Um, we're we, we, we do get to see a lot of his 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 uh, his henchmen right. who are these peacekeepers. And in the particular, with with regards to Dark Detective, you get Peacekeeper Number One, who I guess, for all intents and purposes, is is the right hand man of the magistrate, the guy who's the head of head of the police. And you know, um, basically, they put into they put into order if if anybody's uh, wearing a mask in Gotham, it's shoot on sight. Yeah. yeah. So so Bat- Batman or Bruce Wayne can't be Batman anymore. Yep. But uh, he has a moment where, you know, um, something, something, uh, a mugging is going down and it's just like, you know what, to hell with this. I, I can't just say I'm dead. I'm coming back as Batman. And so the, the artwork in this, in this series was, was very good. Um, this whole thing was written by uh, Tamaki. I can't remember her. I, I think she's a female. Yeah. Mariko Tamaki. And Dan Mora, ah, I like Dan who Mora. did a stellar, stellar, yeah, stellar job in the art. Uh, really, really nice job uh, with the story. Honestly, with you know the whole idea of because it's been a while since we've seen Batman just get his ass kicked. Yeah, and up you know against I mean? the wall. I, and usually, usually, uh, you 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 wonder things like, well, well, what, what Alfred should be worrying about him, but there's no Alfred. Right, so yeah, right, he's 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 all by himself, right, trying to rebuild himself. Um, and throughout the story, we constantly get this the from issue to issue, we get the flashback of how it is he got to this point. Um, and you know, it, it's it, it's kind of, it was kind of jarring to see, you know, because what happens is Bruce Wayne being he's just being Bruce Wayne and Peacekeeper number one. Um, I believe like like a Dan like Dan said. Because of the DNA and, and all this crazy t- tracking technology that has been uh, unleashed by the magistrate in, in Gotham, they're able to figure out, yo, Bruce Wayne is Batman. So Peacekeeper number one just straight up rolls up on, on Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne is just like, well, I, what, what's going on? And he just shoots him. 
Yeah. He just shoots him and uh, Bruce Wayne is able to escape, you know, classic action movie style by, you know, jumping into water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know how basically. that always works. They jump in the water, you're, you're, you're hurt, you know, and you drift off and then eventually you come out of the water, the bad guy's gone and you're like, okay, I gotta like rebuild myself. Right. And, you know, here, here we see um, uh, Bruce Wayne basically uh, living in like the ghetto of Gotham. And he's rent, like living in in in, a, in this conspiracy theory guy's um, basement. Oh yeah, the, al- the aliens guy, right? Yeah, that guy. Like everything. Like the, this dude is just nuts. Like everything is is conspiracy. You know, he, he he at one point he just destroys his TV. He's trying to rip down his antenna because he's just like, nah, man, they're, they're 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 watching me. They're they're doing all these things, but you know, even even all that stuff comes comes around because the guy's daughter. It, it, you find you come to find out who who is coming around. She works for the magistrate. Yeah, uh, she's but but not in a not in a villain villainous way. She's just she's she's a paper pusher. She's you know she she works. She helps develop technology and all, all these things. And that's when Bruce Wayne uh, figures out. Hey, you know, I we gotta I, I gotta weigh in, but at the same time, I'm also in the in the den of my enemy. Yeah, so. I, I gotta, I gotta figure that. I gotta figure this out. Um, issue, issue three was a lot of fun because we finally get to see um, uh, Batman and the next Batman come face to face. Yeah, yeah. And that was a that was a, a cool a cool moment, and also D, a smart on DC's end again to say, look, you can have both Batmans. We're not getting rid of one. The the old one is still here, and you got this new one. So. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy twice the Batman. <laughs> um, so, so here we have, you know, Bruce in this in this crazy predicament now of, okay, I'm living with this crazy person whose daughter works for the magistrate. Magistrate is desperately looking for me now because they're basically figuring out, oh, uh, I'm not dead, and that's that's a that's a smear on, on their face. You know, yep. they're sitting there. That was that was one of their, um, that was the. The, the 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 I guess the pinning of their their own badge. Like, look, not only have we come in here to clean up Gotham, we even got rid of that Batman guy. Yep. And here it is, like, oh no, Batman is alive and apparently thriving because he figures out ways to hack into the technology to use to use some of this crazy stuff that's out there that's able to track people. Like, there are apparently these ultra mini tracking uh, drones. That they can just follow anybody anywhere, and Batman's like hacking into them, so he's able to to over to overcome a lot of this. But in the end, uh, from what I from what I remember, he 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 fails, which yeah. like he he wins, he takes some stuff out, but he at the same time he fails, and that leads into another uh, uh, uh like he he wins, but he loses because this whole future state thing is really not. A happy story, <laughs> right? Especially for him. It, yeah, especially. Um, so, so Dark Detective, uh, like a lot of these stories, kind of end on weird cliffhangers. But on a whole, this series was very solid. Um, the artwork, like I said, was great. I, I really liked uh, Tamaki. Um, do you? Do you the what do you think backups, of the suit? What do you think of the suit? I thought it was cool. Yeah, right, like a, I, like I, a riot, I, riot I, cop kind of Batman. Exactly. Uh, it's definitely, um, yeah, exactly, like like a riot cop kind of kind of suit. Yeah, he has no cape. 
He's just wearing, he's just rocking this this crazy helmet with with just essentially <laughs> a, a bulletproof vest and and like a like a, a old school Scott Summers uh, flight jacket over it. Yeah. Um. So it, it, that was, like I said, this this series on on a whole was very good. The backups were okay. Um, I'm trying to remember the, your backups. Your backups are uh, Grif- uh, the Grif- the Grifters yeah. and and uh, the Red Hood. Okay. Um, the the Grifter story was was okay. I mean, especially for all the Wildstorm fans out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were batting around his name like like crazy in the beginning of it with Cat Cash Cole. Mm-hmm. And I'm like Cash Cole, that's Grifter, right? I think that's Grifter, and then eventually, yeah. Exactly. So that was that was kind of a, a cool story of. You know he's he's kind of just wanting to lay low. He's just he's stuck in Gotham. He's trying to get out, but he, but he gets stuck. He gets wrapped up into the store. Um, this is this um of getting a I, f- I forget who it was out. I think it's one of the Fox family members. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, he gets stuck with um Luke, I believe. Uh, right, I think it was Luke Fox. Yeah, because he points that big and, gun at him. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so um it's. It's like that reawakening of the hero because in the beginning of the story he comes, he, he, he's not even like you said, he's not even grifter. He's he's cold, you know. He's yeah. hanging out in bars, he's getting drunk, he's getting into st- stupidness, and here he has this opportunity to help somebody. And in the end, you know, that one gets a little bit of a taste of a happy ending, and it's kind of DC's way of saying, "Look, we're 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 going to do something with these Wildstorm characters." Yeah. The 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 Red Hood story was okay. I honestly have not been a big Red Hood fan. Jason Todd is one of those characters that I really would have been happy had he stayed dead. Yeah. But apparently the story got enough um, heat or DC is hoping that it's got enough heat that it's one of the few things that's going to kind of continue. I think they're doing a Red Hood miniseries. Okay. So for those of that you who lead, do. They, hoping to lead to this, you think? No, actually, I think it takes place in that world. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so the Red Hood story is going to continue. Uh, basically, in that world, the Red Hood is one of the few people who who is allowed to uh, keep the mask on. Like I said, uh, in, in this in this future state, um, you know, superheroes are, are shoot on sight. If you're wearing a mask, anybody, if, if you're if, like if right now me and you, George and Dan, we want to go outside and we're hey man, let's have some fun and throw some masks on. Yep. The, the 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 cops and the magistrate they're they're just gonna gun us down. We're wearing masks. Well, we're somebody posting. almost got gunned down for wearing a beanie. <laughs> they thought that it was that that was a mask, and one of the cybers showed up and just tried to gun him down in the street. So like, there the, yeah, you also have like the cybers, these sentinel like creatures, like how Dan was talking about Days of Future Past. So you have these stormtroopers in the peacekeepers. You have these sentinels in these in these cybers that are getting stronger and bigger and better at every turn. Uh, it's it's crazy because you are watching both sides of this of this war that seemed like back in the day when when DC started, you know, when you when in the nineteen forties, you're just like pow and zip, and now you have these robots fighting against these technical technically advanced uh, people in the streets and um, immortal Wonder Women. Like, it get this is such a large. It shows how large the DC universe could eventually get, but then it also gets into smaller stories. Like Dan, you covered uh, Catwoman, Catwoman, right? Yes, and uh, Catwoman's actually it was pretty fun because uh, I guess since it goes in a timeline wise, I'm in the I'm in like the middle of it basically. Like I'm, I'm in, the, in the beginning of the middle, so it basically starts out with the magistrate um, doing a whole transport of criminals. Yeah. 
like they're like criminals and juveniles and they're on a train and they're going to Gotham by orders of the magistrate. Got a bunch of peacekeepers there. Mm-hmm. Like peace, peacekeeper one all the way to like peacekeeper six and stuff. And then Catwoman and her own little team getting ready to break into the train because I think they're going to Gotham and the magistrate. Okay. So there's a whole little train is robbery she's, going. She's good in this? Oh, she is. She is awesome. Like it, it is. It's Selena Kyle as usual. I'm like, sorry. So, yeah. Dan, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just got to know. Where did you feel this, this story took place? Like, because like, having – did you read Dark Detective at all? No, I, I only was able to read uh, my assignment so far. So a lot of this was just like me, I guess, watching like episode three, episode six, episode nine. Like, yeah. Yeah, because that's one thing. I really like the Catwoman story, but I was trying to figure out because, you know, the whole purpose of the Catwoman story is for her to save Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that's yeah. What she's trying to do. Which was and I was I'm very confused there, by too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's why. That's why. That's why I took the ending of Dark Detective as okay. Does he get apprehended at the end of that? Because he obviously doesn't get apprehended beforehand, right? Because as he, he's coming in Dark Detective, he's coming off of the bullet wounds, so they wouldn't make right. any sense for him to have been like like he can't be saved by Catwoman and then become Batman again. This would have to have been after he became Batman or before he ever got shot in the first place. Well, he was already he's presumed he's still presumed dead by Nightwing cuz I read Nightwing Night- after this and Okay. But, but we don't know where Nightwing and Catwoman are in relation to each other. So damn. from what what I have here is that um the next Batman, Batman Superman uh Harley Quinn, Nightwing, Catwoman, Robin Eternal all take place in 2025. Uh, along with whatever's in the majority of what's in their back, you know, in the back of those issues. Uh, in 2027 is Dark Detective, The Flash, and Teen Titans. So if that is true, then Cat, then this happens way before Bruce Wayne gets shot. Your the Catwoman story at the very least. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't yeah. have a an yeah they don't they don't have like a, a timeline timeline for this no one. not 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 at all yeah yeah and I, I don't know I just I just find it so did they because I don't I, to me how does Peacemaker number one just roll up on Bruce Wayne in the beginning of Dark Detective then Bruce um, Peacemaker number one has like a this axe to grind with Batman that is not even explained and that leaks out almost in into every right, so other it story says, it says. Alley Town, Gotham, several years from now, but I don't know what what would be well, now for the timeline of future state. Well, it's twenty twenty one now. Now, so then and several years twenty twenty five could be where it so is. So where does, where does it say what year Dark Detective is? Twenty twenty seven. Twenty twenty seven. Yeah. Then this that's would be, this, that, then this, this would be saying. following it. This yeah. would have to be following it, like like in in a way, either in the middle of it. Or after it, or right. there's some way that it follows it because right now, the, the, uh, as far as Catwoman goes, she's just saving these kids. Yeah, she's just she's just saving kids. She there, there's a whole big great train robbery that she's just saving. There is nobody that like she doesn't know why she's really here here. Oh, so these are the strays. Yeah, because I I had this weird story. I can't remember in the back of what, where I'm assuming it's in the back of the next Batman. But it's uh, it's it's uh, poison oh, ivy. The, I know some poison <laughs> ivy, Catwoman, and, and like a robot, robot girl. and like this weird. It, it's like uh, uh, ex machina. The story it's very weird. Um, where Catwoman and Poison Ivy find this uh drone made by 
the people, the guy who's using the tech to help magistrate and all that kind of stuff. So they find like basically this this life doll that that this atom, you know, that's able to like do things for you and uh, who knows God what else. But this one is alive, and she chooses to help Poison Ivy and Catwoman find dirt on her creator. So long as they take her out on a night on the town, because she w- binge watches television shows. I think this character is gonna come back in some way, shape, or form because just because of the pop culture references in general, which with, about binging TV. But it was such a weird, such a weird thing. They just they get, they make you fall for this this weird robot character, and at the end, she does the noble sacrifice uh, and gives up the. Um, uh, is able to give up the data to get the guy that um, was making all those robots basically uh, arrested, or you know he disappeared, which was pretty weird. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dan. Let's get back to you explaining Catwoman, though. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So basically, she's just she's just on a rescue mission with Cheshire Cat and some other guy whose name I don't know, but um, so she's on this rescue mission, and there's this one woman that they keep cutting to from the time people they were loading like uh juveniles onto the train yeah to the point where she leaves on her own apparently she like she works for the magistrate and she's there doing like uh like quality control reports just like to make sure everything is running smoothly but she checks on this one specific um prisoner who's literally under like lock key and guard by like a room full of of uh, SWAT teams, mm-hmm. and any anybody with a with a brainstem like like I said, this is the first thing I'm reading in Future State. Yeah. Anybody with a brainstem can see that panel and say that's Bruce Wayne, right? That's that that's I'm not stupid. That's Bruce Wayne. I know I know my Bruce Wayne. I know what he looks like when he's got the long hair and beard. That's Bruce Wayne. That, that I can tell that nose from anywhere. So that wasn't really a, a reveal to me. It yeah. was a great reveal after. Catwoman, Catwoman basically helped get him out. She says she had someone on the inside. I had no idea that the someone on the inside she had was Talia. Ah. And then Bama reveals that the girl that's in the magistrate with the that was doing the quality control ever was Talia Al Ghul this whole time. And they had a whole thing to do. His boo. Yeah, well, it, he's ba- <laughs> listen. He's well, basically making <laughs> he's basically making out with Catwoman in front of Talia, and then running off to save the world with Talia in front of Catwoman, <laughs> leaving Catwoman like, "Well, how will I know to find you?" Simple, just steal something important. Wow, like, bro, that's Bruce. That's bro. Bruce, that, was, that it was the funniest thing ever. Like, he gets rescued, got both of his booze right in front of him, with no problem in the world. Makes out with one, leaves with the other. Oh, yeah, at one point, the robot asks Catwoman about Bruce Wayne's penis. I just wanted to say that on the air. just wanted to make sure everyone... If you read the Black Label Batman story, yep. you, know, you know all about that. Damned. That's why they called it that, too. Damned. So, uh, yeah, and then all is rescued. So, basically, uh, they, they go off on their own. They, break the, they cut the train in half. Talia and Bruce go off on their own. Catwoman and... Her little rescue train cars of juveniles. They go off on their own. They uh, blow up the front half of the train and knock out the communication from the magistrate. And the last panel you see is a train cart that says Batman lives with one of the people. Hank, I think that's the the actual, yeah, the the leader of this story. Yeah. Handcuffed to, the, to, to a train cart that says Batman lives and there's a smoke fiery smoke illustration of a bat signal in the sky to uh the end they're always committing arson to show batman still alive 
gotta, gotta let people it. know. Gotta do it. Gotta let the people gotta know. Gotta let the people know. Uh, uh, B. Roke, let the people know what Harley Quinn was up to during this whole future state. I seen that she's messing with Black Mask, right? Yes. Um, I, I, I really dug this Harley Quinn book. Um, I have in the past not been a fan of Harley Quinn stories. I mean, uh, a lot of writers feel the need to, to write her as the way she speaks in the Batman animated series, mm-hmm. which I can tolerate in the animated series. But when you're trying to read that for, no, no, a, I'll agree with for, you. for a full bunch of issues, it's really obnoxious. That's probably what made um, Heroes in Crisis the biggest chore for me. Like when we got to all of Harley's stuff, she's literally speaking in these nursery rhyme and, riddles. And she kind of only and, talks in catchphrases, yeah. Yeah, so, and, and, yeah, I, and, and so Tom King was kind of annoying me on there with that one. Like she's literally saying, "Oh, one, two, buckle my shoe," and you know, like <laughs> Old MacDonald had a farm and stuff. Yeah, like that. see, like a lot, a lot off. of crap, a lot of crap like that. Whereas, um, in this story by uh, Phillips and DeMio, um, it, it was not like that at all. And one the um, so the, this story starts with uh, Harley Quinn. She's she's captured. She's one of the, you know the the the, the many heroes and villains that the magistrate has captured and just put into prison. And who 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 tries to get to her is someone who has willingly crossed over is the Scarecrow. The Scarecrow in this story has happily given up his villainous ways in exchange for. I guess a level of amnesty, and he gets to work with the magistrate to further apprehend, to continue to apprehend uh, other mass criminals and heroes. Um, so, I really like this manner of Harley Quinn because it really brings to light the the um the, the, the I, I, I can't remember if she's a therapist or a psychologist, but that aspect of her. Yeah, she's a psychiatrist. Um, psychiatrist. So I, I really like that because this this story goes out of its way to to highlight her intelligence that she's she's more than just this nursery rhyme spouting and person that can fight you know she's got this she's she's got doctorates you know what i mean she's she studied she knows stuff she's smart so having her and you know of course jonathan crane also has that that background so to see them have this duel of wits that you know, granted, you kind of know who's going to come out on top, given the fact that her name is plastered all over the front of the book. But it's <laughs> right. still a fun, ex- it's still a fun exchange to watch because you're just wanting to see how she's going to do it. You know how she's basically going to now you see me her way out of out of being in in prison. So she starts to give um, uh, Crane uh, um, tips on where to find other other people. Professor Pig. Shows up in the in the story right. again. <laughs> He's back, and yeah, apparently, apparently, a lot of these uh, people they 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 they're really giving a lot of highlights to a lot of uh, Grant Morrison. I was just gonna are, say that. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, are Grant brought Morrison. up in Future State. You know, other other characters are really brought to light. Uh, so you know, seeing Professor Pig getting getting a lot of um, screen time, so to speak, was a lot of fun. So so she starts diming out people. In exchange for things, you know, first she's like, hey, you know, I want some of my clothes back. I want, I want this kind of level of freedom. I want to be able to do this. And it's all, you know, her basically trying to just calculate a way for her to escape, to get, to get out of the, out of this mess that she's in. And eventually though, Black Mask, uh, uh, Black Mask catches on to this and he 
starts to set up his own game. Like, okay, I know she's she's giving the tips to this dude, so I'm gonna set up my own traps. And but even in setting her own traps, Harlequin starts to say, "Look, the only way you're gonna you're gonna really get Black Mass to come out is you gotta also be who you really are." Because if one, th- it's one thing Blast Mass doesn't like is he doesn't like competition. Right. So if you show up, if you if you come out as you, it'll it'll really set everything in motion, and that's that's basically her her big checkmate. You know, she sets up this whole rendezvous. It basically, it's it's all for her to escape, and in the end, you know, Black Mask and Scarecrow get captured. They're they're <laughs> they, you know they're and but um I really enjoyed the art in this in this story seeing it, it, it was it's very clean manga-esque art um yeah. and again i really liked seeing harlequin written as a strong female character who doesn't need feel the need to be all guinea goo goo and speaking in nursery rhymes it was it was refreshing because i was really dreading reading this i was like oh my god I'm harlequin <laughs> yeah. like a couple a couple years ago dc did this whole looney tunes um, DC crossover thing, and I am a big fan of Looney Tunes. I, I, I'm staring at my collection of Looney Tune DVDs right now. And she got to team up with uh, the big hairy, the big red monster, yeah, and, or Gossamer. And I couldn't even read the issue. Couldn't couldn't do it. Damn, couldn't that do bad. It. Huh? I'm like it. It was that bad. It was that bad. And I believe it was written by Kelly Thompson or or someone like that. And I couldn't do it. So I would like, given that, and like you said, like Dan brought up the way she was in Heroes in Crisis and and a few other stories here and there, I was like, man, how am I going to get through these two issues? And this actually ended up being like a low key bright spot. Like, wow, this this two issues weren't bad. I mean, granted, nothing at the end of it. It's kind of like, all right, well, where where does it go from here? And for this story, it seems to set up Harley's journey to this point because the the DC from here is. She's now trying to become full fledged hero, not no anti hero, not 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 some. I'm gonna be a villain today and a hero tomorrow. Uh, DC, where they're telling the story for for her now is uh, with it with the new with the new Infinite Frontier Harley Quinn is that she's just full on hero. Yeah. Uh, and how is it that she's basically going to be from being the, like stars this full on hero to where in future stage she's captured as a hero and just imprisoned. So. Um, for the Harlequin fans, I would say this is this is a this is a must read, and continue to read it in the the new Infinite Frontier. It sounds kind of fun uh, in comparison because, like you said, a lot of these are a bit grim or get to be a bit grim towards the end. Uh, and you know, we know that the world doesn't end the way that we want it to. So I guess a little bit of lightheartedness can't you know can't hurt a bit. Yeah, no, definitely not. I had the next Batman, and the big thing about this, this was one of the earliest things that had been spoken about um, when it had been announced that John Ridley was going to be writing uh, the next Batman, or a black Batman. I think that's how it was promoted everywhere, that John Ridley was coming in, and he was going to write another Batman. It wasn't going to be Bruce Wayne, and he was going to be black. And everybody was up in arms until Future State was announced, and it was like, oh, it's part of Future State. Uh, Which it... yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. But people, what? you should. It was. Yeah, oh, it oh you're crazy. saying that it has nothing to do. Oh, well then, okay. As long as it has nothing to do with our time. Yeah, just do what you got to do. So uh, he teams up with Nick Darrington in um, the new. The, I keep saying the new Batman. It's the next Batman. In the next Batman, uh, and we, I think a lot of what they do in this 
uh, series in general is show the proficiency that Tim slash Jace has in this role of Batman. Like there's these um there's a lot of like car chases and firefights and you see how well he is in that suit. It starts off with um an armed criminal in an alley and him, you know, apprehending the guy and cops showing up and trying to fire on him because of the whole no mask thing and how he's taking it all in stride. What's crazy about it is um you get to this point where you they're like trying to point you to the fact that it's Luke uh Fox that might be Batman like he he's late to things and you know him more uh but eventually you do find out that it's Tim and it's like a big thing because uh he's seen as the black sheep of the whole Fox family at this point um and his mom is very no uh vigilantes he she blames uh vigilante and vigilantism <laughs> for uh, the fact that her daughter is in the hospital, but her daughter's in the hospital for a relapse, so I'm kind of confused on that. On that, there, unless it's like I blame you for not being able to stop the drugs from. Yeah, being no. In the uh, there was a, there was there was something about that in um in Nightwing. Actually, now that I actually think about it, there was a that get that gets explained more in the Nightwing future state because there's a scene where um it's Jace. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, is, uh, he's Batman, right? Yeah, he's the one that's Batman. Yeah. Yes. He goes yes. to visit his sister, who's like in a coma. Yeah, and like a drug induced or whatever coma. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luke is there, and and the second he sees him, Tim is just straight up like, "Yo, what are you doing here? You're not yeah. part of the family." You, oh, no, now all that you happens. Be in, in, all that happens in the Batman. In the next. In the that's next that's Batman. also next. But yeah, so yeah. they took the I same. They just put it all. Like, back I'll, I'll in show there. you right now. But that's yeah, because he shows up. That's how you meet Jace. He, uh, Luke shows up. You think you're following Luke through this whole thing, and Luke shows up and uh, sees Jace sitting there, and is like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm just visiting my sister." And he's like, "Oh, now you want to visit her? You ain't been around this whole time. Didn't you get kicked out of military school or some kind of things like that?" Like, yeah, so yeah, that, that, that was a whole. And then he walks away. Um, what's his face walks away um jace uh and then you see like there's a I scene i didn't of, accidentally read next batman did i you might have it was good it was good enough it was to good read. but i think i might have accidentally read next Bat- no there's a screenwriter I, of uh 12 no, years of slave then who oh. wrote this who wrote this comic series oh you know you because i hear movies. 12 years of slave and i'm thinking of um the director yeah lee no that's not lee nichols lee nichols was um there's a guy named lee nichols yeah, he or, no Lee Daniels. Oh, about to he, say. he did he did the <laughs> movie with Forrest Whitaker about being the president's butler. Ah, that butler movie, Butlers. Speaking of Butlers and Batman, um, there's a street gang called the Bainlitos. The Bainlitos. The Bainlitos. I I definitely and, did read yeah, it as Batman. Yep, the, the yep. Bainlitos. Uh, they they, they want to they want to uh, induct I guess some kids in there, but they gotta you know show their and there, wasn't there also another street gang too. Also, yeah, that he had to go movie? shoot the hype, hype men or something like that. Yeah, he had to go to like the hype street or the hype neighborhood and shoot somebody. And so they send the Bainlitos out there. Um, they send the kids out there to go shoot a rival gang member so that they can join the Bainlitos. Yeah, they were brothers. And they miss. Yeah. And so they're like, just run them over. So they go to run them over. But uh, the new Batman shows up and it's like, nah, you're not going to do any of that. And um, he's able to beat up the gang members and secure the kids and stuff. Uh, and then um, peacekeepers show up and they try to kill everybody for wearing masks. So he is able to get everybody out of there. And he actually takes the kids to Child Protective Services. And then you see that this guy gets randomly beaten up uh, by a bunch of people in hexagon masks. 
and it's revealed that there's this couple out there that has been running, uh, looking for this gentleman who they believe basically like, like catfished their daughter and then killed her. Like, messed with her on the internet and then killed her. So they believe that they were very justified in killing that man. But now, the next Batman is, like, babysitting them. Because if not, then the magistrate's going to come and kill them because they were wearing masks. And at one point, he's talking on the phone with one of the detectives. Like, he has his own Gordon. Uh, Man, what was the detective's name? It was, like, oh, Chubb. Detective Chubb. What? Uh, yeah. He has a new, a new Gordon, uh, Chubb. And um, he's talking to her, and he's like, "Listen, I'm gonna bring. I'll bring them in, but don't let the peacekeepers get to them because they'll kill them on sight. So I want them to have a trial, and you'll hear why they killed this guy, and everything should be good." Um, and she's like, "Okay, just bring them, and it'll be what it is." And while while Batman's breaking this deal for this couple, the guy in the couple hits Batman over the head. No, no, no. He, um, Batman had gotten shot in the ribs, and he hits him in the where he knows the uh, the gun wound is, and then he starts to strangle him because he's like, "I'm not going to jail. We should have never got you with Batman in the first place." So Batman wakes up like, "What the hell are you people doing? I'm trying to save you guys." Uh, beats the hell out of the guy, and he's like, "You guys are going to jail." Um, and he eventually gets them over there, but there's a pretty cool moment because. All of Gotham, Gotham PD, the magistrate, everybody has shoot on site orders for Batman. And so when uh the the you know um Tim as Batman shows up with this with only the female because the the guy ends up sacrificing himself so they can get away. Um Chubb thanks him for bringing in this witness slash murderer. And then it's like, uh, wow, you, I see you get shot at a lot. Does it hurt? And he's like, it kind of hurts, but I have armor plating. And she goes, okay, good. And she just <laughs> shoots him. It's right in the chest. Right in the chest. So, and then she, you know, he's like, oh, he's like, well, now it could at least, you know, it looks like you, I, it was shoot on sight. You showed up and I shot you. It was what it was, you know? And I thought that was such a cool way to do that, like, kind of relationship. <laughs> like, that, that's, that was cool. And then, uh, it, it, it ends, you know, with, there's this, it, the mom still has this heart on for, for being able to take down these vigilantes and make sure that the, the laws to shoot Batman, especially on site are legal. Like they're really trying to create a whole new justice system around, wrapped around, especially in Gotham, wrapped around this idea of like total persecution of anybody wearing masks. And it was such a weird thing you know batman goes from being in you know in his lore like this kind of like urban legend and then ba- basically like an ambassador for gotham right like he everyone knows who he is and all this kind of stuff to then turn this all around and basically he's not even safe in his own city and then for this other batman to rise up and decide to take on the man so i thought all of it was powerful I thought the story was really well told i, lo- I like the art and i like that a lot of the story just breathed through um the the action sequences i think a lot of batman is the action sequences you gotta be able to nail a lot of that stuff and it's really cool how, how they were able to convey that in this um i also had like i said the gotham city siren story which i talked about um and then uh there was a pretty pretty cool um cassie kane uh i think it was called Stephanie Batgirls. Brown. yeah that was called batgirl story yeah where they're all locked in prison yeah, and uh, you think like like uh, Stephanie Brown's in there chain smoking. 
And, like, she's down with all the gangs in prison. And this is somebody who's a member of the Bat family. This was a former Batgirl, you know? And um, when do we mourn at one point? And to see her acting like such a badass had everybody kind of, you know, confused at first, especially Cassie, who seemingly had bad blood with her. Um, and you eventually find out that she was just no, just really deep undercover. They end up saving the original Batgirl, uh, Barbara Gordon, who's being held by the magistrate. Uh, but still able to use like the little bit of her subconscious to put out warnings, which is pretty cool. Uh, and it ends with basically the girls agreeing to be back to be bad girls, you know, and, and be back to being on the same page. And they ha- now have uh, I, there was a there was a building that they have a new base, and they're growing the resistance with heroes and villains alike to fight against the magistrate and everything that is to become of Gotham or where that in that direction is going it was really powerful to see um cassie be like you know there's no such thing as good or bad anymore like they all fought for us like they all fought for the war so <laughs> might as well put them all in the same we're all on the same team when it comes to this um and then, then there was some outsider stuff that was kind of kind of cool but also kind of confusing with uh, jefferson becoming a sword for katana well, Jefferson, uh, Black Lightning, right? Yeah, he said he got cursed by some magic user uh, that he didn't want to get cursed by. and Or oh, he shouldn't have never gotten cursed by. And thus, he now has no corporal form. He's just like a living electrical man. Yeah, and he combines with, uh, what, Katana's sword. Yes, and becomes one with yeah. the sword. But then they give that sword to Duke. To Duke, right, right, yeah. right, 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 and then Duke is like a blade walking around, <laughs> walking around this electrical. I remember, I remember really liking the art in that story. Oh yeah, but like, uh, like there's there's that one two page spread where Katana's running through where the, the the whole spread is literally like the floors of a building. Yeah, you took a picture of that. Remember that Katana running through. Uh, people. Yeah, okay, that was one of the coolest panels that I ever read in my life. Yes, okay, so I did read some. So I did read some that I was that, that I didn't. That, no, that was part of the next Batman as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, yes. Yeah, there was this one. It just reminded me of like the Raid Redemption. It was just like she was, just, was like a, she looks like a Gundam, like her new her new armor, her new jetpack and stuff. She looks like a badass Gundam. That was so dope. Um, it's like every panel was just her, like, and you see like the the breaking of the wind from the katana. She's just slicing through an entire building of people. And Duke's a new yeah. 50, a new fifty two creation, and um, he didn't get much love in Rebirth in general. I think he did get a series. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's when they had Batman and The Signal come out. Um, which it took me so long to get The Signal, like The Bat Signal. It, and it, embarrassingly long to understand, what, <laughs> to understand what was going on there. But they, yeah, they, they, they sidelined the guy, I feel like, in a lot of ways. And then he becomes, as Katana puts it, like a politician now. He's able to rile groups of people together. He's able to, uh, you know, create the, these communities that not only entrust him but inform him on what's going on. I think that's pretty cool that the other, all the members of the Bat family are branching out and trying to cover all all grounds when it comes to this. I'm really looking forward to seeing Tim in general as Batman. I I, I like I like this whole thing. I don't know if they ever have the balls to actually, you know, put he Bruce to rest. He kind of reminds me of, um, what's his face, uh, Rorschach's therapist? Oh, Malcolm, son? Malcolm Long. Malcolm Long's son as Rorschach. Oh, what's his face? Uh, Reggie Long. Yeah, Reggie it Long. reminded me a lot of Reggie Long as Rorschach where it's like 
I, it, it's somebody who has either very close ties to or just this deep relationship to the original mantle. And they're doing it the best way that they can, the best way they see fit. Yeah. And most of the people around them that knew the original mantles, like, oh, you they know. talk shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then you got to read. It's you, a reluctancy of it. You got to read when Dick Grayson uh, is Batman because I loved, um, like, the self doubt in a lot of it. It, it, it. Because you, now when you read Batman, there's nothing that he doubts. He knows everything. He knows the, uh, you know, all the math, all the, how many bones are in the human body, you know, how many drops of blood it takes before he'll pass out, all that. Uh, but when you read somebody who, becomes batman and they're kind of new it's kind of refreshing because they're like i'm gonna throw this i hope it works damn it it didn't work uh you know let me go reach for this oh i forgot that <laughs> oh you know oh man I and missed. He, was a, and he was very much of a tinkerer batman he had too. to throw a he had to throw a batarang at his mom damn one point yes. in this uh yeah, and then and then at the end of the story he visits her in the hospital like what's up yeah. mom? i heard batman hit you in the shoulder yeah he had it th- and then she's he's like yeah she's like batman whatever and he's like don't you ever think that maybe just batman i'm like bro are you really gonna try to mansplain batman after he attacked your mom but he beats the hell out of um was it the peacekeeper he beat the hell out of Somebody and he was saying like you made me stab my mom like you made me throw a batarang at my mom. He was over it. Uh, so yeah, a more emotional, a more uh, uh, somebody who's a black sheep as opposed to being literally the silver spoon child. Um, mm-hmm. it, yeah. I think that's very that's going to be a very interesting Batman if they choose to bring him back in. What do you think of the whole uh, next Batman be rogue? I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't I didn't think I was. Um, I wished Nick Darrington had done all four issues. It seemed that was one thing that 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 was a, the disappointing. It seemed like every issue the the art got a little worse. Yeah. But that first issue with Nick Darrington was fantastic, and I wish they would they would keep that creative team. Because uh, for those of you who are out there who are looking for more of this Batman, he is getting a miniseries. Awesome. So uh, so you'll you'll get more of of the whole family dynamic. And um, and him just learning the ropes. I mean, you like like you said, this isn't Bruce Wayne Batman. This is Batman learning. Lear- this is a Batman who's learning everything, while also dealing with a very different family dynamic. You know, Bruce Wayne, like you said, the Silver Spoon born in his, with born with Silver Spoon in his mouth, and has this you know billion dollar butler who takes care of him and takes and does all those things for him. You know, he goes home and he has to be like, shit, man, these these fucking people hate me. Yeah. Oh yeah. At one them. point he comes in, he's late for something, and they're like, was it drugs or? Was it alcohol? He's like, right, right, right. He's, he's like, like what? Jesus Christ, man! I was just saving people in Gotham. Yeah, and man. instead of bringing all that up, he just like he doesn't give an answer, which to them is confirmation that he's on one of them. But he just right. doesn't. Yeah, he just takes the L in that moment, and that's going to be very interesting to watch. You know, a new character go through that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. So I mean, like that 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 dynamic was was a, was a, a lot of fun. Um, so I I was digging this character and see, and seeing him like get lumped up by like two two, uh, two parents yeah you know what I mean like yeah. honestly when that that when that initial cliffhanger happened I was so like what and yeah. then I'm like wait this isn't Bruce Wayne this isn't Bruce Wayne this is some new guy who's who's you know re- despite this just super even darker version of Gotham he still has like these almost bright eyes about the whole situation. So I'm like, okay. And then he immediately redeems himself at the beginning of the next, next issue. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no, I, I, I am digging him. I mean, I'm tempted to, to read the, the mini series that's coming out. Uh, I, I don't know if it has already started or starts soon, but, um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, and eventually, maybe even one day having this whole future state thing be completely fleshed out because yeah. he, it was it was it was fun to read. Yeah, especially at one point he uses a flare to cauterize a wound on the side. Yes, side, so he's pretty yes. badass. And oh, and I'm sorry. And on a, on a side note, guys, I don't know. I the the, the uh, DC did something which I know sometimes upsets people. They they for if you wanted a fancier cardboard cover with some alternate art for an extra buck, you got these, some of these issues. And some of them are some of these alternate covers were absolutely gorgeous, yeah. including yeah. I have to bring up because uh, I was happy to spend the extra buck on uh, next Batman number four. It's a Jim Lee uh, piece of art where, you know, that classic Jim Lee Batman pose where he's just standing at a at a rooftop ledge just like, w- w- you know, waiting to beat somebody's head in. Yeah. So but um, some of the some of these covers were absolutely gorgeous. So uh, if you don't mind spending a couple of extra bucks here and there, some of these gorgeous come. Some of these covers were just gorgeous. Yeah, I think one of them oh, was really, okay, really okay. nice one was Superman of Metropolis was really was a really nice one. That's yeah. the Jim Lee one he's talking about. Yeah. That's really yeah, I'm looking it up right now. This is gorgeous. I loved anything Immortal Wonder Woman, to be honest. All that artwork in general, all of that was just everything for me. I was like, that's amazing. Definitely uh, agree. Some nice variant Jim Lee covers. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah. You could just tell by the uh, by the lettering itself. That's Jim, that's Jim Lee lettering. Yeah. Because I remember from New Fifty Two the way his lettering looked. Like, yep. Speaking about somebody who was red and black in the New Fifty Two, but he's back in Future State, Nightwing. Dan, My what, what, what boy. Was, what was the old dick up to? <laughs> oh, man. What's Dickie oh, Boy doing? Old dick's in, better in than Gotham. new dick. That's, that's what, what I try what, to tell my ex. Is that what's going, oh, dear. Is that what's going on in Gotham right now? I like the chin strap. What do you think about the chin strap, B-Rogue? You like chin strap, um, Dick Grayson? I, I, I didn't mind it. To you me, it? I barely I, I barely noticed it. I didn't mind it. And I get it. You know what I mean? This guy's a little older. Probably yeah. needs... You know, probably need some little jaw support. It, you doesn't, know? it, it doesn't stay on like it used to, you know? No, exactly. Exactly. And really, you it's only in old... certain areas. Like, there's a, there's only, like, certain drawn panels where it's, like, you really see the chin strap. Most of it is, like, action or when it's, like, like, like a full body shot, like, yeah. wide shots. You don't – to me, I don't, I don't see, like, every detail of an outfit like that. So it wasn't only when they did, like, an over-the-shoulder shot to him where I'm like, oh – Oh, he's got a chin strap. Yeah. Like that looks like like an Ant Man type or like a whatever a Jean Grey type looking chin strap. Like okay, so I dig the chin strap. But over here in Gotham, we basically got, and it's another one that just says several years from now. So I'm assuming that this is coinciding with. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's still still several years from now, so it's not too far in the future because we go we literally go to the end of time so oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Is, we're literally there this yeah. is still in the in the timeline of that we're gonna end when when i do robin eternal uh which is the fr- the first jump the first time jump well I'm, I'm basically assuming that this is going on exactly at the same time as like catwoman so like yeah, while yep. catwoman is doing this and uh katana's doing yeah, that and also robin nightwing, is doing this. nightwing also helps break out the back girls in 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 new batman so he's yeah. So it's basically all happening. He's building that resistance. It's like ever seen the movie Babel or or like a crash. It's like all happening together. So, yeah. so yeah, he's basically just uh, vigilanteing around Gotham as you do. But he has but he has to keep to like you know the shadows in the streets because they got cyborgs. They got so. hitters out here. Yeah, ba- they basically got got sentinels literally coming down saying uh, like 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 let me see if I can find one panel that was like. This reminded me of it. It would just say like mask. This is this is a legal order. You must comply. Like that's Terminate. that's just 
Yeah, stuff like, like stuff like that, like criminal object, a criminal subject, Nightwing, lethal force, authorized. Like that just reminds me of, and I just hear the night the X Men '90s cartoon Sentinel voice actor just in my head with with that. So he's out here just you know doing what he has to do, going after the magistrate basically, and um, he saves these two people in an alleyway that end up being criminals themselves. So I guess the cyborg dudes were going after them for a reason. Uh, from there, yeah, he's basically... Well, there's rumors going around, right? Because people are, are starting to notice that he's getting a bit more aggressive. A bit more dark in these uh, oh, yeah, these yeah, yeah. trying times with Gotham. Well, yeah, I mean, this whole this whole story is him actually setting up a, 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 a fi- basically a final fight, almost. Because he's he's he blatantly... Sorry, sorry to take it on that, but he's, he's, basically, he's basically setting it up so that, the, that he will get found. Ah. He's basically setting up a trap. He doesn't give a for damn. the magistrate. Oh no! Yeah, there's a whole, there's a whole big 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 thing going that's gonna go down in Arkham Asylum. So, basically, the the magistrate calls in. I, I so like you confirmed it the other day when we spoke off air. This is a girl. Yes. Because I was continuing reading. Yes, 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 yes. It yes, don't yes, look yes, like yes, a chicken yes, some yes, way, yes. and it's uh, what marks. Yeah, Mark. Mark is a girl. I, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be more. Gen, you know, <laughs> I gen, heard somebody who's, else cover who's, it. Who's 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 a girl? Mark's the gun. The the dead shot. Uh, it looks like dead. Sh- it looks like a dead shot. Has like the dead shot eye. It's a peacekeeper six or yeah, peacekeeper six. Oh, okay, okay. That yeah, was peacekeeper six. Yes, your Don't promotion. They kill peacekeeper six. This person got promoted. Your it oh, says right here. Your promotion yeah. to keep to peacekeeper six was well earned with enthusiasm and blood. But it can be yanked from <laughs> your grasp. Arc, I forgot. Oh, so sorry. I was there was there was a part of my story that had to deal with the Arkham Knight, uh, Astrid uh, Arkham, who takes a bunch of uh, villains, creates a team, a loyal ass team. Like she is, she's giving these impassioned Arthurian speeches about the sun rising on Gotham anew and stuff, and they are all buying it, and they all help her, and at one point they steal the bat, the bat signal and put a sun on it, and they set the sun on a new Gotham, on a new Gotham. and uh, that issue ends, if I'm not mistaken, with uh, that peacekeeper shoots one of the members of her team, and that issue ends with like us, like, you know how they have like the stormtrooper's head on a pike? Yeah. It's the... Peacekeeper, Peacekeeper six. Peacekeeper six is helmet on a on a stick. Jesus yes, Christ. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, so that's probably where the promotion came from. <laughs> yeah, so we got that, and now we got. The, so they basically have a plan. They they have all um what's it called? Robin and dead 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 to rights. They know where this man is going to be. Yeah. So he's hiding out in the old ruins of Arkham Asylum, essentially, and while taking a shower, like all right, so he has the whole Bat family with them, talking on like a like a Zoom call. And it, it it wasn't until the end of the second issue that I had to go back and look back at his Zoom call. My man has Two-Face and Man-Bat on his team. Wow. So it's like Two-Face, Man-Bat, Huntress. Um, and then I, I, I can't remember these other, other people. It's going to come up later. I just There's like a whole – he has like a whole Bat family yeah. behind him. So while he's taking a shower, he hears a, a break-in and it comes to be our new Batman. So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. So he's like, what the hell are you doing? He has him like, yeah, he, he has him like strapped to the chair, interrogating him. And Batman tells him about a story about a girl named Sarah that he saved from being kidnapped from child sex trafficking, and sends her and like sends her back home, only to be kidnapped again 
by the same group of by the same organization, but killed. Okay. Like she would this time she wasn't kidnapped to be trafficked. Yeah. She was kidnapped to send a message to this new Batman, like, you know, we don't mess with us. We'll do it again. Right. But we will leave bodies. So then a beeping alarm clum comes. So he goes over there for help? He go he goes to Robin because he wants to be part of the he wants to be the new Batman. He wants to be on the Bat family team. He wants okay. he, he he wants to be with them. Right. So now issue two comes and we have all of we have the Peacekeeper Six and a bunch of the I'm gonna call them Sentinels. Sentinels <laughs> and their own cybers. And literally their own news team. Yeah. Like their own anchor man with his own cameraman, and they're essentially uh, recording the ending of the war in the beginning, but as on their side. So oh. that when it gets put on the news, they get look like the good guys and Robin gets made to look like a bad. So your basic news propaganda. propaganda yeah. yeah. News. Your basic your basic news propaganda. So Robin sets out an EMP, set, uh, kills the cameras, kill, uh, kills all of the, the cybers. And now he just goes out there to do a nice little one-on-one with Peacekeeper 6. Uh, when he get out there, the there's a whole the, oh no there's a that's right there's an army tank there's a whole bunch of army tanks so there's so there's foot soldiers and peacekeeper six when he gets out there with the good old Batman in comes the resistance, which is Huntress Batgirl and I'm assuming this is um Cassandra Kane Batgirl yeah in the black yellow oh uh yeah looking like a ninja yeah yep. with, with a yep. nice little face mask for 2021 Tali <laughs> yep Tali Ghoul. Oracle, Robin, which I'm guessing this is a, is this Tim Drake Robin or is this is this a grown up Damien nah, fighting? Drake. Oh, I was about to say, is this a grown up Damien fighting alongside his mom? <laughs> nah, it's old Timmy. Two Face Man Bat and Bat Woman. Did we see Damien Wayne at, at all in Future uh, State? I don't think I nope. saw him at all. Nope, but this is the second time that we saw Talia. So mm-hmm. yeah, actually, yeah, I don't think we saw Damien Wayne at all. Hmm. Interesting. It actually begs the question: If we seen Talia here in this fight, this must be before. The Catwoman story, because she's already out here. Either this is before, or this is directly after. Because there's yeah. no way she can go from a train at Allentown, Gotham, all the way out here to Arkham. Yeah, which is what essentially in the Narrows. It, it that's not that's like going from heart what the Bronx to Coney Island in two minutes. Not <laughs> happening. Pew. Yeah, not even if you were Flash. A lot of traffic. <laughs> so essentially, Robin wanted to to um like. Sacrifice himself here. Well, that's his slave name. His name is Nightwing. That's his. That's his slave. Name. <laughs> <laughs> that was smooth. That was smooth. I like that. That's his slave name. Like, we don't go by. We, is... we 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 go by Dick he or Johnson. His, he, over he earned here. his name. Is there? He earned his name. Nightwing. My man. Night, yeah, he was ready to. He was ready to sacrifice himself. But he had the contingency plan of all of this was recorded with, yeah. with shadow drones. Yeah, and it, everything was being sent the next day to. All over news town and to news all over. Yeah. And if he was to die instantly, it was gonna instantly send a direct signal to, to news everywhere about, right then and they there. Would all see it, so yeah. my man was ready to like sacrifice himself to be a martyr so that the magistrate is is put down. But uh, Batman basically conv- uh, you know convinces him like you know not to do. It's like you you think that you don't uh, that you have people that don't need you, but you do. Like, yeah. your family needs you. This resistance needs you. So he's like, you know what? All right. He has uh, Batman help him to his little, uh, where his Batcar is, which is a dope looking, kind of looks like um, 
like a Pontiac Firebird, like an 86 yeah. <laughs> Pontiac Firebird. Like if you look at the grill, that's like a Camaro meets like a Firebird. So it's yeah, like that's his new, his new it's ride. like a nice little like nice little hybrid car. Which uh, from there, Peacekeeper Six kills their anchor, which is the funniest thing in the world. So they're chasing. They chase down Batman and um, Nightwing. Peacekeeper Six rams them into a construction area, which I'm not gonna front. It kind of looks like the same construction area Batman and uh, Superman fought, and yeah. Batman <laughs> and the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. So, but then again, all but most construction. Areas but, yeah, why do like... all most construction areas in in TV and comics look like this? Like, there's always a ditch with yeah. like a chain link fence and a green tarp around it. There's always this one of area barrels. of a building that's being built. There's girders and cylinders, like a bunch of barrels for no reason. So he essentially stops and stops. Um, what's it called? Uh, Peacekeeper Six. He detains her, tells her everything that's going down. That you know you can't kill me because I already have. What was it? Oh, Nano Swarm. He has Nano Swarm cameras with all of the footage everywhere, and the last shot is. Batman and Nightwing together again, welcoming another day. So that they are Magistry is yeah, Magistry is basically defeated. We got the new dynamic, which is actually pretty cool because when um when Robin reluctantly agreed that you know what, fine, I'll live and Nightwing. let's when Nightwing keeps saying <laughs> uh, Nightwing went and said, all right, I'll they, like well let's go fight. He yeah. said like dynamic duo back again or something like that. So ah, uh, supposed to get it. Yeah. I I think Nightwing's such a versatile character. I heard they're doing some great things with Tom, Tom Taylor. They're doing some great things with him now. I heard. I haven't picked up that book. I heard he got his dog named, which is I guess a sign of great things. Rick, freaking Rick, Rick Grayson. Uh, yeah, I because I was the one dealing with Robin, uh, sir, which is the reason I had Robin Eternal, which I thought was gonna be better than it is, but um. It's fine. Uh, so as the magistrate continues his stranglehold on Gotham, uh, Tim Drake, aka Robin, has been doing his best to destroy like their all their cybers and stuff. And it turns out the magistrate is trying is planning on using resin or Keef <laughs> from the Lazarus pits to make them unbeatable. These cybers. So his journey to find this this resin makes him cross path with his with his ex Boo. Stephanie, a.k.a. Spoiler. And uh, they argue about Tim's methods and how he's out there all alone. But Stephanie says, well, she's also not going to help him because she doesn't want to watch him die. Instead, he ends up roping in an old member of We Are Robins named Darcy that I don't remember. And I remember reading We Are Robins. And I tried to find out more stuff about Darcy, and I could not. So I left it at that. Um, she is reluctant to help him, but she ends up saying, fine. I'll help you find the the convoy with the resin. Uh, even with you keep saying resin. No, it is resin. It's it it said it like it's, it's R E S I N. Yeah, <laughs> I said Keith as a joke, but it's resin. Yeah, it's hundred percent. It's not even Lazarus pit juice or whatever. It's La- just Lazarus res- resin. Resin is just the res the residue. Um. So, uh, where was I? So yeah, even with the magistrates' uh, anti vigilante laws. Darcy and Tim Drake go out to an airship to stop the delivery and they see Spoiler there. Um, so while on board, they get ambushed by the magistrate and a huge cyber uh, who's actually on the resin. So the cyber kills Tim Drake, just like snaps his neck, throws him on the floor. 
And Tim Drake lands in the resin, so he gets back up from the dead. And so now, resurrected with the power of Lazarus, Tim Drake makes quick work of the cybers and an entire horde of soldiers. The resin begins to influence his psyche. He starts to see other Robins uh, talking crap about him. And um, at one point, he even starts seeing Batman taunt him. Two-Face is there also talking crap, which is fantastic. Like, he's going crazy. And uh, so they realize that the resin mixed with human emotions is basically a death sentence. So they decide to crash the convoy into the Gotham River, which would dilute it, and try to find out what the hell is going to happen with Robin. So as Robin does his best to hold it together, a vision of Batman materializes and he taunts him too. Uh, They go to find the controls uh, for the airship so they can crash it, and they bump into Peacekeeper 13, one of the highly trained, high-ranking members of the Magistrate that we were just talking about. And Tim goes right after him. Spoiler tries to get through to him, but he's haunted by the vision of Batman, and he's literally going crazy. And Batman keeps telling him he's going to get all his friends killed. Spoiler uh, is able to finally get through to him, and he knocks out the vision of Batman, which also knocks out the Peacemaker, sort of, kind of. Um... Uh, They crash the airship into the Gotham River as planned, and Tim Drake has enough strength to throw Darcy, which saves her. Uh, I think she lands on a building, but he goes down with the ship, seemingly. Um, She looks on and sheds a tear as she, I guess, is mourning Tim Drake. But we see the immortal hand of Tim Drake emerge from the deep, showing his story has not ended. Um, I don't know if this is now a new immortal Robin? Tim Drake is the only guy without a gimmick right now. So maybe that's what they're trying to... Maybe that's what they're trying to do for old Tim. It seems like they're really trying to reinvigorate the interest in Tim because um, New 52 or Rebirth, the the whole idea that, oh, Tim wasn't a Robin. He's just Red Robin. But then he is a Robin. And so this whole story just made it... uh, It kind of reminded me of 90s. Robin. I mean, the whole fact that they even have him teaming up with Stephanie Brown in this, yeah, reminded me of that. So um, I really feels like they're just trying to reinvigorate the character, and I guess yeah, give give him his own gimmick, despite the fact that to me, part of his gimmick is he's he's actually, as many have said over the years, the best Robin. I so always my they, distinction was always that you. he, at the very least. Uh, he's the only one who chose to be Robin. He's the Robin I grew up with, honestly. <laughs> he's the only one who chose he, to be Robin because the other two got kind of – they had no parents and Bruce kind of took him in. And then the last one is literally his son, right? Like, right. Right. But I mean I, I, I'm, I'm, many, many story arcs have shown that like he's like the smartest Robin – you know yeah. he's like the 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 one of the, like the better fighter. He's a he's a he's better than Nightwing. You know so. So that I, it's just kind of mind boggling that's that... in the Batman animated series from the '90s. Isn't that the Robin yeah. that everybody gets introduced to yeah, in he's, that he's, realm? He's said to be the second uh, greatest. He's the second Robin behind, behind uh, the the, fir- the first one was Dick. Yeah, but then once once they went from having the animated series be on Fox to to the CW or WB whatever it is at the time, that new Robin was the uh, Tim Drake Robin. And you have it's Nightwing. like with Wally West. It's Nightwing like too. growing growing up. You know, it wasn't until I was like maybe ten years old that I found out that there's actually two Flashes before the Flash that I knew. Like growing up, my Robin was Tim Drake, and then I had to watch, you know, Batman Forever and stuff like that to know, oh, who's this Dick Grayson? And then my dad has to sit me down and tell me, oh, well, this is the original, this and this and that, or oh, who's this Barry Allen? Oh, well, he's he's the original, this and this and that. So I will always, always, always have a special place in my heart 
for Tim Drake Robin, the the only real true detective Robin. Well, I don't know about all that, but I do know that you made a hell of a point talking about Wally West, which is why we're going to get into the Flash portion of this series, uh, aka <laughs> Death Race. <laughs> It, it only it not only wasn't great, but it seemingly has made Wally into a murderer again, again, uh, again, again. Somehow, uh, but we'll get it? into no, it. No, no, he's possessed. He's yeah, possessed. sure, it's not, sure. It's, it's, oh, and the last not... time it was just PTSD. It's okay. Yeah, he's just going through things. Um, so years in the future, the Flash family of Avery, Max Mercury, Jay Garrick, and Barry Allen are seen breaking into Checkmate headquarters using rogue tech like Captain oh Cole's freeze gun. Checkmate headquarters. Yeah, they got the weather weather wand, the freeze gun, all of it. They subdue the guard, zero in on the Thinker, who seems to be running things, and demand that he give up his thinking cap so they could be on their way. But it turns out that that Thinker is actually the calculator. Dun dun dun. I guess. And he uh, sure knows... he's not the protractor? Or maybe the <laughs> abacus? He could be the abacus. He knows that this that these uh, speedsters have all lost their speed somehow, but does, they don't know how. Um, he doesn't know how, at least the uh, calculator. He has the Flash family against the ropes until Bart Allen, a.k.a. Impulse, shows up to save the day, grabbing the thinking cap off calculator, which he mentions is the ticket to saving Wally. In a last-ditch effort... Calculator shoots a laser that shadows the Rainbow Raider bridge thingy that uh, Wally, I mean, sorry, that um, Impulse was writing, which causes shards of it to penetrate and kill him. I was like, what the hell is going on? Uh, yeah. Now we got a dead Impulse. <laughs> Two, three, three pages into the story, we have a dead Impulse. Okay. So, uh, Barry, uh, you know, his head is heavy with the loss of Bart. And he remembers losing Wallace also. So Wallace has now died off screen. <laughs> so this is just a, a myriad of just dead flashes and depression. So um, we find out that Wallace died when Wally attacked the Titans Academy. Uh, he mentions that something within Wally has changed and he was, the, he was um, dead set on taking everyone's speed now. It's been five years since Wally killed Wallace. And in those five years, the Flash family has been looking for a way to get through to Wally. Um, Wally's making the news because he's killing people. Like, it's getting so crazy. And also, I'm hearing a lot about the Global Guardians, which kind of bugs me out because I just read a ton of Invincible and they have the Guardians of the Globe. And oh, my God. So that's right. That's, very, I'm like, do. I don't like, I don't like, it's too close. I don't like it. Uh, the, so... The team, the speedsters, think West is too far gone to save, but Barry, you know, he held out hope like he does, saying that he thinks Wally is trying to communicate with them, and there's a real shred of Wally still inside of whatever's going on. So his plan is to use the thinking caps to tap into Wally's mental speed force frequency and find where he is. And then when they find him, they could use their combined, like, mental ability to expel whatever's controlling him. Again, very confusing. So they... Through meditation, they find Wally killing people in Japan. So Wally sees them in his mind and says, like, he can't stop. And that famine, the writer of the apocalypse, is using him to kill. It's completely out of left field, but this is what he's saying. So Jay and Max come to come up with a solution. Uh, Wally grabs Max, and all of a sudden, things turn sinister. Uh, he taunts the hero, saying he knew that they were there, and he just wanted to feed. And um, with no one in a corporal form to save Jay, he's killed at the hands of evil Wally, somehow. Uh, Iris unplugs them all from the experience, but the pain from the attack is what actually kills Jay, I guess. Wally's psychic attack. Uh, angered by the constant loss and failures, 
uh, Alan gears up to face Wally without the Speed Force. Um, so two months later, and without the Speed Force there to control his aging, a, gre- a gray-haired Barry suits up with all of his villain's tech, determined to end the problem uh, with Wally once and for all. So as soon as Wally steps outside with all this tech, he's greeted by Wally or Famine, depending on how you see things, and the two speedsters do battle. And Barry uses every card in his deck of the rogues against West, including harnessing the Still Force at one point. Uh, suddenly Wally is in an astral form. Oh, sorry, sorry. Suddenly Wally in an astral form shows up and begs to know why Barry's killing him, saying that he could be saved, and even asking Barry to bring other heroes to help. And that's when Barry realizes it was never Wally, it was always Famine, and Famine wanted Barry to bring more victims. So he shoots Famine with a modified freeze gun that destroys Wally's skeletal muscles and eliminates his abilities to run. And so with no use for Wally's body, Famine just reveals itself, this big black ghoul, uh, and confesses that way it truly feeds on his hope, and it has been using on Barry to feed on the hope of saving Wally... So then Wally wakes up and asks Barry why, and Barry does his best to apologize, but then Famine makes Wally back whole again, and then grabs Barry and turns Barry into a ghost, and then says Barry's going to be an immortal specter to the horrors that uh, Famine will unleash, and then the Flash Ring drops to the ground and is picked up by Beast, who says uh, it might give them a chance for a better tomorrow. And that was that was that. <laughs> Very confusing. yeah. Flash, Flash, Flash was a rough read. Very because it's just like it's confusing. You you it's it's this hopeless tale, did, told told within the boundaries of really one of DC's most hopeful heroes. Yeah. Um and and it, it's oh my god it was it's yeah if if you love Wally don't read this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so it's so depressing it's so just literally the redheaded stepchild of dc literally yeah, the redheaded yeah. stepchild you know but if has you, red hair but if you want to get the whole story you have to read this to understand what's going on in teen titans future state as well as shazam future state yes speaking of which who had teen titans that was me. So what? What was up with? Yeah, because you because now side beast. What the hell? Uh, and what the hell is going on? Did do did, does famine come back? What's going on over there? Um, I can't remember if if famine comes back in this or Shazam. I'm trying to. Shazam I, sounds I, more likely because he's like a god. Um, but yeah, in Teen Titans, you know, the story starts off that the uh, Nightwing. And I, I honestly don't know. I, I Nightwing and a red arrow, a female red arrow. Yeah, it's um, not. It's are, not is it Emiko? It might be. I, um, I honestly had no clue as to even the characters. I found that I'm supposed to know. I didn't know. <laughs> um. So you know, you're 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 they're looking through the the. Uh, the ruins, I guess, uh, the, the destroyed Teen Titans Tower. They're looking for something. And, you know, uh, Nightwing starts to have these memories of, you know, better times and birthday parties. You know, back when he would just, you know, get to hook up with Starfire. <laughs> oh, time. Starfire. Oh. All the time. Oh, wait. And- should I also mention that while in, in your story, he's thinking of that, but he kisses Barbara in mine? <laughs> 
<laughs> in, case yes. in the back, in the back, in the back, in the back story. girl story. Yes, yeah. and that was yeah. The the, the back girl story. I, I remember not liking it too much. Like it was like it felt very, you know, Ocean's Eleven-y. Right. Yeah. But I did love seeing Dick and Barbara come back together. And mind you, I do believe it, it's supposed to be Dick and Barbara. Here, he's just you know. I mean, I we're we're guys. We all we always reminisce. I don't know. I it think was, Dick I, and Corey make more sense to me. For some reason, like I've read enough, I think I've read enough uh, Dick and Corey stories to know those two. Really. But I, I think it's the same allure of like the Bat Cat versus Bat Wonder Woman kind of thing. Like I think the the, the, the people who like those different dynamics, you know. Uh, yeah, but even in in the story that I had with Superman and Wonder Woman, it seems like those two mantles just have more of a like like a chemistry. Same for Batman. For some reason, Batman it's the Cat and the Canary. Yeah. The cat and the canary will always be a, a timeless tale. So, Corey yeah. and Corey and Starfire for some reason just always makes it. They have their own story in DC. Love is a battlefield. But their exes in that. Wait, wait, Corey, Corey and Starfire. I, mean, not Corey, Star, Corey, I like that too. Corey, Corey yeah. and Nightwing. <laughs> well, I mean, More Starfires the well, better. That's what I'm saying. Let's let's not go there. So yeah, um, I think I like them a lot together. I do. I don't know. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a sucker for uh, you know Dick and and um and Barbara. That, and, that's, and, that's and Bruce Wayne. Couple. Bruce Wayne married them in um, Dark Knight's Death, Death Metal. He, he, oh, uh, in in Death Metal. Yeah, but but it was the end of the world, and I don't think any of it mattered. <laughs> I'm sorry. Death Death Metal was the last one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't. I, I. I didn't read that. I didn't read that. Honestly, it was literally the end of the world, and everybody died, and then they all they all got rewritten. But, but see, but um, see, sorry, sorry, Danny. Supposed to be a barber, not not a uh, not Starfire. Huh? Listen, you don't uh, make uh, any rash decisions. You make me for the end of the world. Don't count. We've all seen Dogma. But Bruce, Bruce was like, "Shut up and kiss already." Like I'm over it. It's the end of the world. I'm marrying you two. You know what? Guess what? Your guys married. All right. So then, <laughs> so, then, then, Kieran Knightley and Orlando Bloom. But those are also his kids. Married. So it is what it is. <laughs> you know, um anyway so back, back to, the to the teen, teen titans, titans. <laughs> back to the teen titans um so here you know they're obviously on some kind of mission um and you know for for those of you who know it nightwing seems to be looking for the uh the hero dial uh for those of you who aren't familiar with the hero dial it's it's literally an old school rotary phone that if you dial it in certain sequences it unleashes certain powers either it gives you powers or it, it's kind of like a um uh, a bit of a plot device slash deus ex machina so they find it but no one's quite sure what's gonna come about of it so this is uh like I, like i said a bit farther in the future uh more cities are just obviously in bad shape and the teen titans are trying to come together to to figure out how the hell they can help their part of the world overcome this this horribleness that's happening. And we're quickly introduced to a slew of new um Teen Titans. We have uh let's hear some of these some of these fun names that we have to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh there's there's Brat Girl, who appears to be this mix of a bat character bat character slash man bat. Um uh, there's Gorilla Greg instead of Gorilla Grodd. We got Gorilla Greg. Gorilla we got Greg. Gorilla Greg. Yes, yes. He he basically looks like a young Gorilla Grodd. Uh, totally tubular. Who I'm like, I don't know what the hell that means. That's ridiculous. Um, and there's a character named Jakim, who um, if for those if if you were a fan of Doomsday Clock, that is the remember the old man with the wish ring. Oh yes. 
that's Jakeem. So he's being put to use, which I was like, "Ooh, that's fun to see him show up here." Interesting. And then, interesting. and then, and then, you know, for all us Latinos, we have, uh, we have uh, Chupacabra. Yeah, I was you know, like, that's yeah, how we're represented. Like, oh wow, Chupacabra's in this. Yeah. That so yeah, fantastic. you know, that's, you know, that's great. Uh, side note, though, it appears Jakeem has a new young host. Yes. You know, it's some new kid on with a backwards hat, looking looking like he's trying to be some throwback '80s kid. <laughs> but that's that's who he is. And so they're all on these separate missions. And in the meanwhile, uh, we see that Raven is undergoing some kind of training where she's trying to defeat a, a giant monster that's uh, apparent, like uh, trying to do something that, you know, further damage this this future state world we're in. And for those of you who are huge fans of the teen the original Teen Titans cartoon. I know people hate the Teen Titans Go cartoon. I personally love it. But <laughs> I, think, for those I think it has love, its moments. I definitely think it has its moments. The the Teen Titans cartoon, there's a lot of playback in that, you know, early in the issue. Also we see the Red X uh hood, which I believe is the first time we're ever seeing real mention of Red X in the boundaries of comic books. Yep. So, um so that's a lot of fun. And then we also introduced Again, to the Flash character, as you see at the end of the Flash two issues, we see we have a Psybeast. We're never given an explanation as to how this comes about, but here we have Psybeast, who is and it's literally Cyborg and and uh, Garth uh, Beast Boy uh, put together. They're just molded together. We have no idea why this happened. Um, I think they, there's Poor hints cyborg, to basic because it's like he's non-existent. It's just like yeah, a, it looks like yeah, a cyborg no. Beast Boy. That's it. Like it's just like a, that, yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> it's just like man, I'll never be a person. I'll never no. be a person again. <laughs> no. um, so they're they're basically trying to get the Spear of Destiny and a bunch of other magical items to take down what we where we find out in issue two the the um, the 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 Horseman of the Apocalypse, the DC's version ah. of the Horseman of the Apocalypse. This is this, so they do. Famine does show up at the end of the next issue, but in the meantime, before this issue ends, we we again see uh, Red X is a, a trying to um, use. I, I don't I don't want to. Eh, we're we're spoiling it anyway. Um, the, I believe the hero dial in this in this moment to stop something from occurring. And in doing so, he, he a couple a couple of the Teen Titans are killed, and we never we never it's, we we never know who's behind this Red X mask. It, these are it's flashing back and forth, but then the way the way um, this issue ends, the first issue ends, is Nightwing wearing the Deathstroke mask frees this Red X character from from imprisonment, saying that look, this is basically. We're the two that have to take this take this to the next level. Um, in issue two, we're, we're, we, see, we see the team confronts them and saying, hey, man, what, what the hell? Are you wearing a Deathstroke mask? You're freeing Red X. What the hell's going on? And Nightwing basically explains, hey, this is our best shot. Right, we have some tricks up our sleeves. Um, and let's just get to where... Uh, Shazam and Raven and a few others are are battling these uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Were you surprised to see Nightwing in the Deathstroke mask? 
Um, yes, because I was like, what the hell leads to this? I mean, I, you know, if, if for those for those fans out there, you always knew that, you know, Deathstroke wanted to make Nightwing or, or in his Robin Day's dick his apprentice. Yeah. So seeing him now wear this mask, we was like, what? Well, can we get some kind of an explanation as to how this happens? Right. You know, like, oh, my God, like it was it was but it, it felt very out of nowhere. But again, we're being thrown into this future. So. We 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 will find out later on, I guess, how we get to that point. Yeah, if, if the tale's worth telling, they'll tell it. Leading You're right. Up to here. Yeah. You know, so um, we are seeing flashbacks to how they must have gotten the hero dial to work, and you know, the big payoff is at the is comes at the end with that. But in the meantime, we we once again get to get to see where Wally is first possessed uh, by the uh, the famine uh, demon. Or horsemen, and now they're they're all battling. This is all the Teen Titans. This is all for the money. You know, uh, uh, Starfire gets to say the, the the famous Titans together rally cry, awesome. and it and it's it's it, it just this big battle. Is she permanently tit- a Titan? Like, is she stuck there forever? Is that what's gonna happen with Starfire for the rest of her life? I don't, yeah, I don't see her ever. I, I don't see her. She'll. I don't think she'll ever be a Justice League member. No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think she'll always be there. Um, and it, she's the it, mother. She's it, the babysitter. It culminates this whole this whole battle. Everything seeming very hopeless. It culminates with uh, Red X realizing, "Hey, I I can fix the hero dial." And he he realizes that the 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 the, the what he dials is Titans. He dials T I T A N S, which unleashes pretty much every titan ever from within the hero dial and it it quickly helps to defeat uh, a bunch of the 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 horsemen but then raven it has to consume them oh wow and and hold them yes. in herself the four and, and hold her, the and hold her <laughs> exactly but then you know Shazam comes in and he takes her and it, it all ends with uh Shazam carrying carrying Raven into what you know if you if you if I did who read the uh, Shazam two issues that was on Dan were you able to read them Dan oh yeah Shazam. oh oh man oh the the okay so so essentially yeah because I it, it, from my timeline here that's right up next so uh supposedly in uh, 2027 was Dark Detective, The Flash, and Teen Titans, which we just covered. So now we're getting to 2029. Yeah, this is basically the, uh, this Shazam. is basically a Shazam that's an adult. Yeah, but he never. Okay, so Shazam is a he's basically a recluse okay. in this. He hasn't spoken to the Shazam family in years, and hasn't spoken to the Justice League in months. But um. So when we when we turn to him, he's waking up from like a nightmare, and now he's back running the head of um, of his own little Justice League. It looks like like um, he had a question on his team, Vic Vixen. Uh, let me let me go to it. Oh, he has his own little his own little squad. Yeah, now. he has like a, he has like a whole little little Shazam squad. They'd be forgetting about the question. I'm glad he's. Around. Oh, he's he's bas- he's a, he's Vic essentially Siege. a big he's been, essentially a big part of this. Yeah, where he comes and he's like, hey, um, you know, things are going down. That's uh, he's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, he's always, yeah, yeah. He's always been paranoid. So, so, <laughs> so man's things are always going down. Coming, coming to par- he's coming to um Vic Vixen like you know these deaths don't seem to make sense. Like 
everything that's going down is just not making sense to me right now. So we need to we need to speak to Shazam and what to see what's happening. Turns out, so this, uh, what I don't I don't know how to pronounce this. He's like a Satan or like the de- like a devil or demon in like green and yellow outfit. I have no idea how to pronounce this man's name. Um. Let me see if I yeah no I have no idea how to pronounce this dude's name but he's in the realm of hell. Let me see. This dude he's like yellow and green. I forgot to write. Oh, you don't have his name on. The, let me see. Wait, in oh, there on let me go to my na- notes. Actually, I should have it in my notes. Why don't I have it in my notes? Actually, <laughs> so he essentially goes to hell and he's being told that Earth needs to be guarded by this door from hell. Yeah. All the demons are getting out, and you know you can do it, but you, Billy is is innocence, and innocence is currency in hell. Yeah. The more innocent you are, the the more that door could be protected from what's behind it. Okay. But he can't be in hell as Billy Batson and be on Earth as Shazam at the same time. So this dude just pulls them from each other. And traps Billy in hell. He tra- he. Ha- there's a there is a panel of Billy chained by arm and leg holding the door. <laughs> Bro, it is sick. Yo, it is it is sickness, right. my so guy. So the idea like, so the idea is that like he is Billy is forever. I mean Shazam is always working to keep this door closed. Yeah, because now Shazam is all he. It's it's like pulling Hulk from Banner. It's yeah, yeah. it's Shazam. He has no. He knows who he is, but he's not. Is there any incentive to get Billy off the door? Well, at this point, no. Right, yeah. right. So they're just gonna leave him there. So like, they're leaving Billy there to, uh, as like as like a, a dream catcher over the bed. Like like he's literally trapped there. And yeah. but here's the thing: is uh, Billy is. Just as much as Shazam is a lot of Billy's strength and courage is Billy's heart and vision is Shazam. So now a Shazam without a vision, the devil just puts his own, what his vision is, into Shazam. So now Shazam is out here killing fools, doing all of this, this craziness because his vision is a world seen by what the devil sees the world as. Yeah. So they so when it comes out that like they're trying to tell him just say the words just say Shazam just like they could all end if you just say Shazam this dude's like you don't understand I can't do it I can't do it I can't do it yeah well he, what happens, how does Raven tie into all that what Raven I don't there was no Titans up in here that well, not Raven that I, gets taken by Shazam at the end of Titans I think right oh the Raven shows up at the end of um of book two that's right that's right that's right. Cause uh, home homeboy finally says the words Shazam, and Billy come now it's Billy and Billy is like literally burnt at like the eyes and like the hands with like old man hair. Right, right. Like like Billy is looking looking bad and they're like oh, oh my god what did you do what did you do? This dude's this dude's like at last you know the doors have been opened and when the door opens, here comes good old Raven. Okay. So he's thinking his plan is is done. He's yeah. he's won. The door opens, out pops Raven, and she's like, "Now bow to your new queen of hell." Right. So now Raven's in hell as the new queen. Right. With the yeah. horses of the apocalypse all up in inside in, inside of her, right? And so she's basically fulfilling her dad's wishes. You know what 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 uh, what's the Trigon? What Trigon, yeah. Trigon wanted yeah. for her? Huh. 
Yeah, that is kind of depressing. <laughs> Dude, it's, it is. Yeah, it's Like, it, between the Flash, Titans, I mean, Titans has that, that hopeful moment, but it, uh, on a whole, it's a very depressing story. It's like, look, you, you got Titans Towers destroyed. Uh, you, I mean, by the end of the story, you're seeing Titans getting murdered. I mean, in, in the Flash story, you're just, you saw what happened in the Flash story. Yeah. Uh, and now in this story, you know, you're watching Billy Batson get, get pulverized shazam eventually gets locked away in back into the rock of eternity and yeah. now evil raven is queen of hell like what um, the hell yeah things move pretty freaking fast uh we so this is gonna jump now jump to 2030 this is five years from the uh, the earliest events of future state uh i'll jump in with uh worlds of war no i mean i didn't have worlds of war i had a uh, superman metropolis superman which I wasn't really thinking too much. I listen. I'm a humongous fan of the John little boy John Kent. I wanted to see him grow. I might be a little bit too sore from that still, because in this I get the message that they were trying to send, but I didn't really see it as what the rest of the, what the future of that franchise would be. If that makes any sense. So, um, Superman Metropolis starts off that Metropolis has been turned on its head. Because there's this guy, Andrej Trojan, founder of Trojan Solutions, that has been using nanotech to turn the people of Metropolis into hybrids under the control of an AI called Brain Cells. When the army comes to find Brain Cells, they get into a firefight with devoted followers of Trojan who have been calling the city the Free Republic of Metropolis. The the gunfighter fire and a child in danger catches the attention of the new Superman, John Kent, who saves the child, and uh, the military fires on him. He blocks a tank round, and that blows up a hole in the Trojan building, which leads John to brain cells. Uh, we find out that brain cells is a creation of Trojans using the dead cells of Brainiac, which is why he's called brain cells. Um, so this whole story has to deal with the fact that the the, the city's being ter- torn apart by the people who have been getting all these augmentations and the actual army. And so he was so terrified that things were going to hit a fever pitch that he ends up shrinking Metropolis and bottling it uh, until he could figure out what's going on. And that's a very brainiac thing to do. So Supergirl shows up and is like, what the hell did you do? And he's like, "Uh, well, you know, I'm just doing it for the betterment of, you know, everybody. But Supergirl doesn't realize that some of the materials that make up brain cells cause... Kryptonians to become hostile. So while they're having this convers- seemingly normal conversation about you know what they should and shouldn't do, um, she gets angrier and they actually get into a whole fight. Uh, but she's stronger than him. So as they're distracted, Brain Cells just takes Metropolis and flies away and a big-ass Brainiac ship uh, pops up um, out of nowhere and that's where they're at. Um, there's also a little nice little story with um, Mr. Miracle, uh, Shiloh Norman, but it doesn't really go anywhere, so I'm going to jump over that. Uh, back with Superman on Brainiac's ship, he uses his vast knowledge to create constructs of his father. Uh, Brainiac, or Brain Cells, uses vast, his vast knowledge to con- con- create constructs of John's father that berate and attack him. So I'm reading Robin Eternal and versions of Batman are talking at Tim and then I'm reading this and versions of Superman are yelling at John and I'm like everyone has real big issues like everyone everyone has these real big issues of people telling them that they're not good enough um 
but brain cells makes uh the ship oh sorry Kara wakes up grabs the shrink ray gets the ship's coordinates and heads there Brain Cells makes the ship attack Kara and the Constructs attack John, but John uses Brain Cells to attack the, the fake Superman and it works. Uh, Kara is fired on but shrugs it off even though her shrink ray is destroyed. She reunites with John and they force Cells to embiggen the city of Metropolis, having learned their lesson about trading the security for freedom. Um, he does so and he knows he has to make amends, so John confronts the people of Metropolis and apologizes apologizes for saying oh sorry apologizes saying he's there to serve them uh and not the other way around uh it was a nice little story but it was all it was all just like you can't what is it you shouldn't give up security for freedom or one of those things i got i got the moral but i felt i felt the the education happening like i felt the moral uh was a little heavy-handed but i think john looks good as superman i don't know if he's ready but Guy, sure as hell looks Connor good. all day. You're a Connor guy. I'm. A, I've. I've always been a Connor guy. Oof. So who? Which one of you two had to read Suicide Squad? Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> there. Oh, that. That. That says it all. God. Um, I, was... I, I. I. Yeah. I was a little uh, disappointed with this. With this two issue story. Yeah. Um. You know. I. I didn't. I didn't feel the need. I mean. I. I. I, I don't know. I just didn't understand why. You had to make, I guess you want you want to make him the underdog, I, I guess. I yeah. mean, because in, in in the you know in the I forget the name of the book where he it, he was Super Sons and Super Sons, you know, I I never really felt like oh here we're lining this kid to be a struggling superhero, and now he grows up and he's he's struggling. It's yeah. just I it's just like why you're, you're yeah the they're, they're laying on all these doubts on him that obviously wasn't there and even though he's a ha- he's half Kryptonian it was always said that just like Gohan he was gonna uh, you know he was supposed to be stronger than his father eventually so the right. idea and that th- yeah the idea that oh no you're a half Kryptonian so you're way weaker feels kind of weird I don't know and I don't recall ever hearing that like Superwoman was so much stronger than him I I've heard yeah. recently recently as far as like the supergirl television show that they've gone through great lengths to show at various points that kara can beat superman with the idea being that she was on krypton longer or some kind of weird thing that doesn't really make any sense but this is the first time i remember actually her voicing it like saying i am the strongest you know thing and that was a bit that took me a bit uh to the side uh, yeah, I, I saw this. I'm. What was what was the backup story in this? What was the backup story in? Um, wait, the backup story in um, the Superman was two stories. It was the uh, Guardian story, where Guardian is trying to help the people of Gotham, and there's this like edge lord uh, that's riling people up. Social media oh, as Lord yes. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and so then eventually uh that edge lord ends up kidnapping Jimmy like, Olsen. She straps she straps Jimmy Olsen to like the top of the building, right? To the top of the globe, the the, the Daily yeah, Planet. The Daily Planet, right. Yeah, and um she uh using the help of Metropolis citizens, no tech of his own, Guardian's able to save Jimmy Olsen and, and even though the villain escapes the network of the community is able to find her and they uh, get rid of her. And just when all that ends, that's when Superboy or sorry, Superman flies in and says the whole thing about like, 
you know, I'm here to serve you. The other story was the uh, Mother Box um, Shiloh Norman story, uh, Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle, Mr. Miracle. Um, yeah. And he's just he's just in in the city at this point, right? Yeah, there was a weird thing about robots being there and them being Kryptonian, but they never they never out. And well, out. yeah, because because that his story continues in Superman: Worlds of War. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's I was like, what it is. I was like, okay, this breadcrumb, got to follow it. Uh, yeah. Then tell us, give us three minutes on Suicide Squad. What happened on that? What happened on that? Side? <laughs> oh, God. All right. So if Ooh. I can, let me, let me simplify it as much Connor, as I possibly Connor, can. Connor, Connor, Connor. <laughs> so, uh, so essentially starts out, and it's like the suicide, uh, it's a, the Justice Squad, and it is basically. Um, like Suicide Squad and the Justice League decided to have just one nasty PCP rape orgy, and that's how you got your Suicide the Justice Squad. God, I don't even try even yeah, which makes up um, Talon as Batman, Hypnotic as Wonder Woman, uh, Fisherman as Aquaman. Uh. She's just an Austra- oh bald. I'm about to say about- she's just an Australian. They just call her the Australian. Like, okay, <laughs> that's what it looks like. Her name is Bolt, but she's Flash. Clayface eight or twelve. So we'll just go. We'll just check off the box and say Clayface ten. Yeah, Clayface ten is Martian Manhunter, and Superman is Superman. But we're on Earth three, hmm. and um, so um, Amanda Waller has her own little. Uh, Little Suicide Squad. And this is where I get so freaking confused with this damn story. I don't know which Amanda Waller is with which. I think Earth 1 is Amanda Waller is the one with the Peacekeeper on the team. And I think Earth 3 Amanda Waller is with the the Justice Squad. Like, this was so confusing. But Oh, it's been up to a, through a bunch of different it, it was li- It was literally two Wallers. Two worlds. And one of them had Amanda Waller from this Earth go to another Earth to save that Earth because the original Earth didn't want to be saved. That sounds confusing. It was. It was. So, I had to read this like twice just to like figure out what am I really reading. Like I'm trying here. I'm trying, fans. Like I really had to read this twice to figure out what I'm reading. So Earth One goes to Earth Three to save Earth Three. Earth. Um, One's, I think Earth One Suicide Squad goes to Earth Three to get Waller back, but the longer people from a different Earth are on that new Earth, they die. Yeah. So like people are like dying while they're they're literally Suicide Squatting. <laughs> right. They're dying because they from like it's the same thing from uh, Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. They're dying Into the Spider Verse style while trying to get Waller back, and. Waller's out here, and Connor is basically like her, uh, her, her pride and joy. the The crime syndicate is like in like this um cryogenic state. Like she has them like trapped in like a cryogenic state way. I like that. I like them. Crime syndicates. Uh, so Suicide Squad is getting closer and closer to getting their Amanda Waller back, who doesn't want to go back. So she decides to release the crime syndicate as like a diversion tactic, and that's why I understood it as like they they were released through a diversion tactic. Ah. And um, by the end of it, uh, Peacekeeper is basically trying to get this Waller to leave. 
Waller is trying to get Connor to kill. Mm-hmm. And Connor goes, you know, I'm not a criminal. And kills, like, uh, what I thought was the detonator for their head, for all the Suicide Squad members' heads. That's what I thought he destroyed. But really, Connor unknowingly destroyed um, the transponder that sends all of the people from the different Earth back home. Oh, wow. So they're tra- she wanted yeah. to prove that he's a hero, that he is the hero that that world needed, that that, that he is that Superman. That's a hollow statement. By... by by doing the old Joker from Dark Knight, like this, this is gonna destroy everybody. Yeah. Pfft, actually, this is gonna keep us here, and now we're all. You got fucked. to. Yeah. You you made your choice. You made your bed. Yeah. So like like Peacekeeper's last words basically was calling was cursing Waller out. Like he's literally coughing up blood, calling her a no. What was he says? Uh, you miserable narcissistic double crossing, and then just. Has one last coffin, collapses, and she goes, "You're not a criminal, Connor. Same as you're not a Kent or a Luthor. This is the opportunity. (laughs) Yeah, you're not a criminal. Just as you aren't a Kent or a Luthor. This is the opportunity I promised you. Now because now because you are what you've always wanted to be, Superman. Yes, Superman. This is your Earth, your home. Watch over it. Keep it safe. The end." So this is all that was that was all a, a hidden Connor story, you know that it was essentially a, a, a hidden coming of age Connor story, of yep. one of one Waller coming to another Earth just to make sure that Connor of Earth three becomes the Superman that Earth needs. That's interesting. And then traps her Suicide Squad team and herself there to die. To do so, like they, they, they literally just goals. yeah to to accomplish her mission, she had to, she made sure they died. Oh dear. Yeah, it was very it was very confusing. It it was it was so confused. Like I literally read two issues twice because I'm like, what is going on? So you have the Justice Squad, and then it ends up showing the the Suicide Squad from another Earth is like on this covert ops like extraditing mission, and it's like, oh come on, just just go, just let 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 let's just go. Yeah, and there was, was a whole little uh, Black Adam story that was apparently twice the size of the Suicide Squad story. And, I, and I'm just like, no. No, no, no. Yeah, I couldn't even finish that story. Oh, I the Black Adam story? Me neither. The me Black Adam story. Uh, yeah, me neither. I didn't read it. Poor Black Adam. Oh, no. Poor it's, Rock. We'll cover it. We'll cover it, it when the movie comes out. It wasn't. It was, right, so a little from what I've read of the Black, uh, of the Black Adam story was is we are literally in the, uh, the, the end of time. Okay. We are in the 800 and like 34th yeah, century. From my knowledge of the timeline, it is yeah, 882,020. <laughs> that's where we that's that's basically where we are. Yeah. We're we're basically like the end of time and um oh like the all of these uh what was it? Okay, so um Superman Prime is like back, came back as yeah. this gold thing, but also this this a uh, team came back it was lex luther and not lex luther it was like i don't even remember it was just some injustices squad type team comes back kills superman prime and he's all gold and the justice league basically escapes to vandal uh, not vandal uh, to black adam's planet and they come oh that was it they had the the seven deadly sins with them it was like a seven deadly sins like evil team hmm 
with Vandal Savage coming to to kill. Just do what they do. Bad guys. Bad guys doing bad guy things. They make well, it. They essentially, it seemed like they were basically ending the universe. Yeah. And then they make it to to Black Adam's place, and that dude is like straight up pacifist, like like Magneto in House of in the House uh, the what's it called House of X stuff. Like yeah. he's like robe and making gardens and has like a plant and he looks like the rock they drew him yeah. to look like the rock and i wonder why so they came in to enlist him to to, to help them. them they're like yo we need we need help he's like nah we're good and then they come they destroy everything and he's like trapped behind this wall like he's him wonder woman and his butler are like trapped in like a or like behind like a wall these people are ready to break down the place and this dude has accepted death He's like, listen, I've I've been in trapped in Egypt's prisons for thousands of years. I know what aloneness and darkness is. I'm ready for death. And then before he can uh, accept death, Wonder Woman's like, well, I'm pregnant with your kid, because <laughs> that Wonder Woman from that time, like, from that year, yeah, has been in a secret relationship with Black Adam that apparently only Batman knew. As always, because Batman, Batman knows everything. Because Batman knows everything. No, but how old is Batman? Oh no, this is a this like this is a, a whole other different kind of looking. Ba- I'm just saying Batman. Like it's it's Batman's mantle ish. Oh. It's like Batman's mantle, and he's like, but yeah. is it Wonder Woman's mantle? Or is it uh, it's it's Wonder, it's Wonder Woman, Woman that's a statue come to life? So she's like literally like a statue, like yeah. all gray and silver, yeah. but with Wonder Woman's outfits on. Very it's weird. like the mantles are still there, but they are different people. Yeah. And apparently their mannerisms are still the same because my man Batman knew that she was sleeping with them the whole time. So yep. And wait, doesn't doesn't like Booster Beetle? Yep. Show yep. Up there's in a this? Gold Beetle. Gold Beetle. There's a Booster Gold slash Blue Beetle chick. A hybrid. Oh, long, right. like long blonde hair, singular ponytail, breaks through the walls, and she's like, "Gold Beetle's here." And I was like, "Oh, well, God. I wonder if some of these characters are the ones they're hoping catch on. You know that they can." End up I'm later. I'm hoping, but that that I had no interest in continuing the Black. Adam story, especially since it was t- both was twice the size of what I had to read for Suicide Squad. I'm like, nah, I'm okay. Yep, yep. It was it was it was a rough read. That Suicide Squad was definitely that a was the roughest read. read I had to do. That was the roughest read I had to do. Mm-mm-mm. Let's head over to Superman: Worlds of War. Oh, uh, oh man. See, uh, George, today you posted something about Superman. Yes. And it just made me think exactly of Worlds of War. Um, the story starts, you know, I, I think this one's a bit further in the future now. Yeah. Right. I think this. Um, so it starts off um, in in Smallville, Kansas, where uh, Smallville is now a tourist attraction. Um, it seems in the future people know that, hey, Clark Kent is Superman. Probably also going more from what what a Bendis lined up where he reveals his identity. Yeah. And you know Superman is no longer in this world, but people who were directly affected by him all gather here to, you know, to just basically worship him and and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's a place of kind of like a worship, you know, idolize and also just a, a tourist attraction. You know, people right. it's a, the whole town and everyone's sitting there exchange, uh, trading stories about you know uh, what what he's done for the universe and what he's done for them, and this one girl gets there and she's just like, I'm not quite understanding what all you guys are doing, and she reveals that look, Superman didn't save me, Clark Kent saved me, wow. which I was like, whoa, that's that's dope, that's bold, that's that's yeah. 
that's you know what I mean um because it, it, it reminded me of what you posted today about how some people don't get Superman and I don't know I you know from I've always loved Superman he what, what he stands for he's just this classic character you know to this day I will always say Superman would defeat Goku <laughs> um yeah. he's a more fleshed out character than Goku you know um the guy I mean, have you guys ever read uh Superman vs the Elite did you ever read that yeah, story yep we covered it I on, mean, on here it's a great I love that it's story. it's such a great it's such a great story um especially you know considering when that story came out when everything was going so extreme and you know you had you know all this stuff because I mean the Superman vs the Elite was basically you know, Joe Kelly taking Superman and responding to the whole uh, Wildstorm universe of this extreme and the authority and Stormwatch yep. and showing that, you know, it's more than just being able to decimate and punch your enemy in the face, but out being able to outthink him, which uh, and have you know, super people restraint, freak, you know, his restraint, have, right. a lot of his superpower there. Exactly. And so so while everybody's on on Earth worshiping uh, Superman and in the hero that he was, because, he, again, he's been missing, uh, the, the story ends with. They reveal that Superman's apparently on Warworld. Yeah, and you see him on Warworld, and you see that the the it's, it's bathed in in a red sun. So if you know for, for people who don't know about Superman, that means my man's got no powers. So right. how the hell did he get to Warworld, and and how is he why is he being forced? Like how is he going to survive this? He's he's about to have to 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 fight um, powerless. Um, so the story continues uh, in the second issue where you see that Superman is holding his own. And not only is he holding his own, he's saving people in the middle. Like it's very gladiator-esque where he's – where he's, you know, even though he's powerless and he's, he's, he's coming up against these odds and, take, and taking some damage, he's still worrying about the, the – save. he still wants to save people. Yeah. So – which which relates to kind of what the the girl from the, uh, the first issue was talking about, where you know Clark Kent is is um, is more than just the powers, and while while that's going on, she's she's explaining to someone else who was in the town of Smallville as to how as to how um, Clark Kent was able to save her and give her hope, and it, it, while while Superman is fighting powerless against this this horde of of uh, um, the ruler of of War World Mongols gladiators, yeah. you're 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 reading the story he wrote about a guy who, for all intents and purposes, just lived a regular life, but it was a life where uh, of struggle. You know, he had he fought in wars. He, he, I believe, he watched his wife die, and then he himself gets cancer, but he overcomes it. But he doesn't overcome it, you know, easily. It's just this, it's this hard, hard life. And then just one day he dies, and Clark Kent basically writes this guy's story to say, "Hey, look, you know, he never gave up, though. He never just, yeah. you know, he had he lived this rough life." So, but it, it, you know, it's but you 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 still matter, and I'm going to make sure this guy's story matters. So, you know, um, you come to see that Mongol now has uh, Clark healed, but he's he's chained up, and he's basically in in Superman's face, like, nah, man, I'm 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 trying to break you down. I will I will get kill you every day and resuscitate you in in hopes of you know basically you just breaking down becoming yeah. becoming not you and, and, and superman and all his 
Clark Kentness is just like, nah, man, I that will I will break you. My hope will break you. Um, and and is and essentially what you you start to realize is just like in like the story of Gladiator, uh, you know, the 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 people on War World are 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 falling in love with him and eventually yeah. will inspire because you know war world is, is a dictatorship by run by mongols so you can see how that eventually his his defiance of, of mongol will also will inspire up uprising here on, on war world and i mean it just goes to show that he he's more than just his powers yeah, and, that's, and that's an something amazing I, story. Yeah, I really dug it, the idea that like a, a editorial about a normal human being would be enough to motivate somebody to say that they they felt saved as much so as if they were saved by a superhero. You know, it's, right, that's huge. You know what I mean? So I mean, think about how many. I mean, look, we, we why we read we read these these comics, these stories to be inspired. Yeah. So so here you have Clark Kent. You know, putting his brain, putting his writing ability to 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 show that that's his power also to inspire. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's the symbol on his chest or the words he puts on paper, um, and I, I just thought the story was was so powerful. The way it was done, the way everything is told all together, and his um, weird makeshift outfit, which is just like the Superman emblem chained around his <laughs> around his body. Or whatever. Yeah, and which 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 was cool because it's it's the kingdom come s which yeah. is, I love that I love yeah. that, and so it, it, yeah it, it was such a a great story of of just triumph even when you you're not supposed to win I mean the dude loses every day like no matter what he does he's, he loses yeah Mongol resuscitates him and it's just like all right man you're ready to break down and and basically admit you suck and basically become <laughs> my puppet and he's just like nope. Nope. Uh, heal me up. Totally. Let's do it again. Let's do it again tomorrow until um, you you see that I, I'm I'm the superior even when you you have me chained up here. And, you me, know, and not... meanwhile, yeah, he's bubbling up a little re- uh, rebellion as people rebellion, see that he, right? Exactly. That he uh, refuses to quit. So, uh, so th- I mean, the, the the story was just fantastic. This uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson and uh, Becky Cloonan they they just tell a fantastic story. And 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 I mean the book was a, a one of the eight dollar books and it only takes up probably half maybe less than half of the issue because the backup stories here were just uh, oh dear what do you ha- what do you have to go through well we had Mister Miracle which continues from the uh, Superman Man of Tomorrow story okay. which basically ends up being a a loop story you know he at the end of man of tomorrow he gets teleported to um uh, a fleet outside of war world i believe it was it, it was so he he's he's running around there escaping all these traps showing that you know he's he's his own he's a he's a a, a worthy mr miracle in and of himself because i believe um scott scott like passes the mantle on to him kind of yeah, thing is that what yeah. So he's showing him all this, and then at the end of it, he shows that he's kind of stuck in a in a temporal loop. Oh so, wow! You know, so he has to not. I guess because his his story is also going to continue. I, I can't. I don't know if it's going to be a backup story in some book or if he's getting his own miniseries, and it might continue from this. But it, it was okay. It was okay. Um, the artwork on it was was kind of like, eh, and I just. Yeah, you know, just I, nah, it wasn't like for me. Like I said, some of these main stories are heavy enough as it is, and then you have these backup stories that are also incredibly thick. It's nothing on the creators, but it's just like, 
especially for something like this where we are covering 24 different titles you know uh it, it gets it, it gets a bit heavy yeah um and then much like with the in the batman books we get the wildstorm character of grifter um in this you in the, in these two issues you get a midnighter story ah. um um and yeah, I wasn't feeling it, man. I was. <laughs> I'm glad I was he's still not around. I'm glad the character. Yeah, I, I was honestly when I I didn't realize Midnighter was going to be in this at all. So when um when I see him showed up, I was like, oh cool, this is going to be cool. But then it was just like it, he to to see him just thrown thrown in this. It, it felt was like all right. So what is he doing here? Um, oh, I'm sorry. It was it was Michael John was the artist on the the main story. Uh, Becky Cloonan is as the writer on the Midnight Story. Uh, okay. And, and so, it, yeah, it, it, this was another one of those time stories and clone stories. It was it was very weird. Um, I did like seeing Michael Avon Oming on this. You know, he was the artist on Powers. I I, I love Powers back in the day, but so it was it, all in all, it was it was a time travel story. I just yeah, I, I couldn't get into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there was this Black Racer story that again I couldn't even read. I was just like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't. I don't give yeah, a damn. The new Black Racer has was braid, braided or dreaded. Has dreadlocks or whatever. I was like, oh. Okay. Yes. Yes. And then apparently the Black Racer character shows up in another book, which only further made me hate this story more because it was just like right uh, when I thought it shows I had up a, in um in House of L. House of L. Right, it shows up in House of L, and I'm like, oh yeah, weren't you a hero and now you're a villain? Yeah. Like, what the hell is happening? I just, I, ah. <laughs> but you great. know, for 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 the for the for the price tag, it's it's you get a lot of content, but that Superman story really just again I I. I I hate to be the dead horse with this, but it just truly encapsulates who Superman is. No, He's Superman more than just story. his powers. It's just, it's just a great, it's a great story. So for, for Superman people, or for people who I guess like, like, uh, like, like George, you, you like, with your post, you posted where we're about um, people don't seem to get who Superman is. If you're one of those people, read Superman: Worlds of War, and you will definitely understand who Superman is. Yeah, it sounds like it's worth the price, even with all the extra. Uh, stuff in the back there. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, what do you have on Aquaman? Another really probably confusing story than the first issue. Yeah. So it really starts off with um, this is like Black Manta's son. Black Manta's son, right? I think it's yeah, like Black is, Manta's uh, son. Jackson Hyde. Which would be like, wouldn't that be like the third Aqualad one, basically? Slash Aquaman now, I guess. And he's with uh, good old Aqualas, which is the do- that's the daughter of the actual Aquaman. Yeah, the one that's on the Justice League team, right? Yeah. So they're just essentially just swimming in the ocean, having a nice little swim as it goes, and they end up finding this thing called the the inf- uh, the I don't know how to pronounce confluence. Confluence, bro. I don't know why every time I see it, I just want to pronounce it as conflux. I don't know why, <laughs> just conflux. It's a conflux. Right. It's it's a weird thing where apparently it's a one it's a great ocean, the one great ocean that connects all of time and space, and apparently it's living and breathing. And they swim into it, and when they swim out of it, they're in another dimension and another time. Huh. And they get lost. They're just literally just lost in space and time and realm and realm, just swimming through the oceans, just 
swimming through the oceans, uh, saving people as they can and swimming back into the ocean trying to find a new place. And then this, uh, the ocean is protected by this island beast-looking fish. Mm-hmm. And uh, under attack, um, uh, Aqualass basically like sacrifices herself. And uh, next thing you know, this dude is just in prison. In like deep sea, deep, deep sea prison. Just And for like six years, he's just like breaking out. And they're bringing him back. And he's trying to like break out again. And they just keep bringing him back and breaking him out. And they, and they finally bring him to like the council. And they're asking him like, you know, who are you? Why do you keep doing this? Like, what is your deal? And then he tells him who he who is. And then the issue one basically ends with him saying, Aqualass uh, lives. Yeah, or Aquaman lives. I can't remember. I think it was like Aqua. I think. It, I think. No, actually, I think it says Aqua Woman. Does it say Aqua? It was. It was like Aqua Woman. Oh yes, because there's a whole conversation where she doesn't want to be called Aqua Last. Like she wants to be Aqua Woman, but you know you gotta like earn the title of woman. So issue two uh, starts with like her washed up on a beach with a missing like left leg, like from like knee down. Oh damn! Her her leg is missed because she had to cut her leg off to get free of like that beast. That was attacked. No, not her. to get not to get Wasn't free to get free? free to free to free Jackson. Oh, it was to free him because they were they they would have both been eaten by this monster. But she cuts off her own leg to save him, and and that's one of the reasons why he gets caught and 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 he's just depressed because he's just like I'm pretty sure she's dead. I'm, like, I'm caught I failed her. in prison. And he, that's like, right. He was like the mentor. Of her. He was supposed to train her, look after her, and stuff like yeah. that. Right. So he essentially failed her. So she ends up getting to an argument with these uh, uh glimmer glimmer fish. Which are like water. It literally looks like a water fish. Like water just decided to just take the form of fish. Yeah. It's like very elemental because she uses her like um, the fish talking powers and makes one of the fish become her leg for her. Yeah. So for the rest of her journey while she's trying to like, you know, get back to what she calls her brother, all these fish are just like, give us back our brother. Give us back our brother. Because originally they were going to bother her. They were going to do this like... um. I don't remember what they called it, but it was like it was some sort of distraction. They were gonna do a distraction tactic on her that was gonna last up to like months, like like six months, like a, just a big old distraction tactic. And then she uses her powers to make one of the fish become her leg, and they're like, "All right, nope, the 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 the, the tactic's over. Just give us our brother back." Like they literally were not right, willing yeah, to punish yeah. her. It's like, "Nope, the punishment's over. Give us back our brother. You can go home. Just just get out of here." Yeah, why no smoke? So she's going – so this whole time she's just like trying to find find good old Black Manta, Black Aqua Manta, whatever. Black Aqua Manta. And it's really cool because the design of it was they were showing like her training. Uh-huh. But they were showing her training in steps. So they had like um, uh, striking and persistence and um, crap, like um, like patience, like every everything that she was going through. They were doing these flashbacks to show her training. So it, it, it was pretty cool. And uh, finally, she ends up getting there. She gets she gets to, to where she got to rescue him. And yeah, they fight. They claw their way. She beats the crap out of this dude who finds out that he's been having her mentor prisoned for like six years. It's literally like six years. Like, when he sees her again, he's like, oh, my God, you don't even look the same. Right. So she's, like, beating the crap out of this dude. Like, like you had him here this whole time for how long? And she's just laying 
waste on this man. Like, he stops her, and he essentially says, like, you know, that's not who we are. Right. Like, you know, let beat them to beat them into a submission. Yeah. He's literally saying, like, beat them so they remember who we are, but don't take their life and kill them. Yeah. That's not who we are. And then they show, like... So it's basically an Aqua Woman origin story kind of thing. Yeah, it was essentially a, an Aqua Woman origin story. And they finally get back to where they got to go. And, oh, they finally get to the to the sea level, above sea level. Mm-hmm. But they're still trapped in the conflicts. Like, the it ends with them both hugging each other, crying, saying, we're going to get back home. And the final panel is just... Because that's what the conflicts looks like if you see. It's just... Yeah, it's, it's literally... Like, it's like a wormhole. goes through different... It, it's so many ocean, 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 but it's oh, all, but it's all on Earth. Yeah, because there's only so many, only so many places to go here, and they're always trying to find a secret trench or something in Aquaman that's undiscovered. So odds are, yeah, you just open and up it's crazy to the oceans the, of the universe. The confluence is what the the guy that was holding this dude prisoner was is it's alive. Yeah, it is. It is a being. It feels. It knows. But it's it's and it's like it must ever be like, moving, like the green and all these other uh, elemental forces. In a, in a sense, it's it's exactly like the green. Yeah, it's exactly like the green. Speaking of green, in two thousand and thirty-five, or at least that's the year I have written here, we had the Last Lantern story from the Green Lantern uh, series of books. Is I think you had that, Alan. <laughs> Yes, that was that was me. Um, I, I I do want to just quickly comment on Aquaman. I enjoyed I enjoyed that book. Oh no, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good read. Nice light um, read. I, I I would I really don't know Jack about Aquaman. Um, aside from that, I think recently he had the good Jeff Johns run. Um, and Jason Momoa plays him in movies. That's pretty much what I know about him. So those two issues, considering that uh, Arthur Curry never shows up in it, um. I, I thought was was a fun read. So, um, and I, and I what, one one aspect that you didn't you didn't really touch on Dan that I really dug was the idea that you know Aquaman you know Arthur Curry he can he he communicates with fish, and he makes like he basically they help him because he, where her thing is her powers are more uh, mind control, and that's one of the things that. Uh, Jackson is trying to help her with that. Like, you don't need to just uh, don't don't let that 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 wanting to just control things be who you are. Learn learn to let go. Oh yeah, that was you, one of the trains. That? That yeah, that was one of the trains with the well hunting, where it's like you know you you shouldn't you can't use your powers all the time. You can't use your powers on land. So and you shouldn't right. use your powers to do something as basic as feed yourself. And I thought that was awesome, where he was teaching her how to like make a an actual bow and an arrow from nature and how to hunt it's like yeah you know what you shouldn't have to rely on something like your superpowers to do something so simple as feed yourself right yeah so no no i i really like that whole you know that whole story and it's the whole nature versus nurture aspect you know because without that training you know she has the ability to grow up to become you know a a dictator and um an oppressor. Yeah, she had both you the anger I mean? and the power, so right, <laughs> she right. So I, so I, I, I liked, I liked where that that went, but what I didn't like, oh dear, was these freaking Green Lantern books. <laughs> oh no! It was it's the end of the Lantern Corps. I'm assuming, right? 
Well, that's that's it's basically honestly the 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 Green Lanterns don't even have their powers. Oh wow! Um, what what happens in Future State is for some unexplained reason uh, we're never really told the. Green Lantern battery, and only the Green Lantern battery, because we see the Red Lanterns, we see Yellow Lanterns, um, I can't remember how many other colors we see, I think we might see an Orange Lantern or two, but, but, but all of their batteries seem to still be working fine, but for some odd reason, the, the central Green Lantern battery stops working, and uh, it doesn't it doesn't seem like we're given an explanation, except that we are we do start the story with, we're on, uh, what planet is this, we're on... Uh, it's some planet out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I forget the name of this planet, but you know, so you know, um, the remainder of the Green Lantern Corps, uh, we see, we see uh, John. This is a John Stewart story, the the main story, written by Jeffrey Thorne and uh, artist Tom Rainey. I'm a big Tom Rainey fan, so it was nice to see him get some work. I have no idea who the hell this Jeffrey Thorne guy is. <laughs> But we see him with a couple other of the remnants of the Green Lantern Corps, and they're basically trying to uh, save this planet from this um, uh, – I'm trying to uh, – how do I say it? I can't think of the freaking <laughs> word. It's, it's late. Uh, basically, this, this this space army that's going around conquering planets, you know? Okay. And so – so they're they're basically just holding, hold, constantly just holding them off, and they're 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 either trying to save the planet or get the people off the planet so that they're not taken over. Uh, so eventually they say, you know, we're just going to get you guys to to launch, um, but um, but while they're trying to launch, the the oppressors, this is oppressive force, just comes in. They they start just blowing up the ships as they're trying to escape the planet. With all these innocent people on them, so now they're sitting there going, "Okay, now we we have to keep fighting. We have to just because we we can't keep launching ships because they're just going to get destroyed. So we have to keep fighting. And mind you, they're powerless. They're just fighting with guns and laser swords. Right. And this other this other army seems to have not just the numbers, but also have powers. And they come oh, and they come out talking about the God is red. Who and they're like, "Who the hell is this God in red? Who is this God in red?" Uh-oh. Um. So it makes you think, okay, Red Lanterns, right? Right. Maybe. Um, you know, we kind of given hints to the deaths of of uh, Green Lanterns who you, who you love. Like it seems like Kilowog is not around anymore. <laughs> Poor Kilowog. Poor Kilowog. I love Kilowog. Um, right. So and it just right when the story's in the uh, ending, it just seems like they're they're not going to win this. They're just being overwhelmed. Um. It kicks off in issue two with, you know, they're, they're, they're holding their own, they're trying to just hold their own, trying to just figure out a way to save all these people and get these people off this planet. Um, and it, uh, uh, John Stewart, uh, I, I don't know what, oh, I keep wanting to say Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why doesn't John Stewart sound right? Because they want to keep saying Patrick Stewart. Right. Because Patrick Stewart, Jean-Luc Picard, right, would have right. figured this whole thing out That's much sooner. That's the whole sooner. thing. That's the whole situation. And so, um, so here we have John Stewart. He's 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 just trying to trying to win this battle to save these people, and everything is not going well. People just start sacrificing themselves. All these characters who I have no idea uh, who they really are start sacrificing themselves, and then John. 
unleashes a secret weapon where it's it it seems like there are these this micro microverse of of people come out and attack the leader of this invading army. To which then, out of nowhere, a boom tube opens up, and it seems like some weird future state Orion shows up, and he's the god in red. Um, oh. And uh, right, you, everyone's thinking, you know, Red Lanterns. Orion shows up out of nowhere, and he basically t- tells them, uh, "Yeah, you guys are not my people. You guys are. This is not what I want my uh, people who are following me to be. Uh, John Stewart is the person you should be following. He's a good person. He's my soldier. Uh, yeah, follow him. So, uh, the guy, the 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 the." The leader of this army is like, nah, this is all bullcrap. Where'd you get all this crap from? And that's where the miniature army that Jon Stewart comes into play. The leader of this army was wearing a Green Lantern who was a robot, I believe, as his armor. So these little miniature army comes in and takes over the armor and makes the dude melt his own face. Kind of a cool moment. Kind of a cool moment in in despite the way I'm portraying the story as a lot of action and stuff. It was it was just very boring, honestly. As because it, it, it's I read a Green Lantern comic. You know what I want to see? I want to see Green Lanterns. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm not. I don't. I. I don't get to see Green Lanterns. It's especially it, there's so I'm like, what what the hell's going on here? Like, there's no Green Lanterns, um, and not and not even I, with the exception of the, the little bit of Kilowog you get when literally he shows up for two panels in a flashback. You none of the other Green Lanterns I, I want to see are here. I don't get uh no there's no. I don't know why I can't. I'm trying to think of uh, the, what's the bird guy's name? Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about. The one with beak. I can't. I, yes. Uh, I, I, right. I, damn. I can't remember either. With the fin. You know, but anyway. Like, yeah. yeah. But you, you get no you get no Hal Jordan and you get none of my personal favorite, uh, 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 Kyle Rayner, who's been MIA, I think, since New 52 because I don't think he showed up at Rebirth. I haven't. I don't think I've seen him yet. No. You know, Kyle Rayner was my Green Lantern. He was um, all white in New 52, wasn't he? Yes. Well, well, you know, at the end of the uh, Jeff Johns Green Lantern run in Blackest Night, I believe I believe Kyle was the White Lantern for a time, right. and then he becomes the White Lantern again in New Fifty Two. And I really love that story. Uh, it was I believe it was called Green Lantern and the Guardians or the New Guardians, mm-hmm. where it was basically this Spectrum team of one person from every uh, color, and it was a fun it was a fun book. I really enjoyed it. Then it gets canceled, and Kyle Rayner has just I don't think he's been seen since. <laughs> I hope he so, does come back, show back up eventually. Though. Right, and I, I mean the backup stories. Um, you get you get a Jessica, you get a pretty cool Jessica Cruz story, where again you see that the power battery is not working. The Yellow Lanterns show up at one of the Lanterns' uh, space stations, and Jessica Cruz, a powerless Jessica Cruz, has to fight off these uh, these Yellow Lanterns. Okay. Cool little story. A cool little story that ends with. Uh, apparently, Jessica Cruz getting uh, control of a yellow of a yellow ring. Okay, and that's how it, and that's how it ends. That was kind of cool. I was like, okay, where where does this go? But I'm like, if it's Future State, where's it gonna go? Um, then the last story in in the uh, in this for, in the first book was a Guy Gardner story. I am hey. not a big fan of mm-hmm. I am not a big fan of Guy. Again, it shows him saving, trying to trying to resolve a civil war on a planet. And right when he's in the middle of resolving it, his lantern ring 
stops working. Uh-huh. He then spends the next, I don't know, it does undisclosed amount of time, probably like a year or so. Oh, 25 years. Wow. Forgot it was that much time. <clears throat> Basically getting them to follow his laws and he puts it he puts in all this work to basically teach this society to not be violent all for <laughs> all for it all to get ruined by guess who shows up at the end who who's the last person you'd want to have to show up at the, in a story where you're trying to teach people to be peaceful uh red lantern Atrocities? Mm-hmm. Worse. Uh, Lobo. Oh, Lobo. oh yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ, yeah. yeah he's That'd a walking. Yeah, he's a walking. Yeah. Yeah. Lobo. Lobo shows up, and 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 guys, just, so that would those these these two quick short stories were actually uh, uh pretty pretty good, but again, in the in the grand scheme of things, these aren't lanterns I really want to see. So it's like, well, that's not what I want. Um, the. That was that was in the first issue. In the second issue, we get the the, the tiny lantern. That this story was not yeah, to my liking. Fan, you weren't a fan of the end. Yeah, I was not enamored with the story. I was I was more she she's she's being taken to 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 uh, Oa to th- th- keep her training going because she's oh because she's not really a Green Lantern. She has a, a green uh, 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 like a power fist. Gaunt, it's like a gauntlet. Yeah, gauntlet. Yes. Um, and so Ogo, right? I believe that's his name. Ogo, who I'm way more interested in. Mogo, Mogo, not Ogo, Mogo. Mogo. <clears throat> but again, all all of them lose their lantern powers. So now she's just stuck on on Mogo. But she uses her gauntlet to power Mogo so that at least she can survive on him. But they're stuck in the middle of nowhere. And then finally, at the end of the second issue, we get a, we get we get finally get to see um, uh, Hal Jordan. Yeah, and Hal Hal is catapulting throughout the the universe. He's basically trying to figure out what the hell's going on, and it ends with uh, one of the newest Green Lanterns. I I forget her name. The female, the black oh, female. Joe? Yes, Joe. It ends with literally her saying, "Where the hell were you when we needed you?" Ah, and that's it. That those were the two issues of of Green Lantern. And like I said, the the, the John Stewart story was. You know, for all the action it, it depicted, it was really lackluster because you sit. I'm, I want to read a Green Lantern story, and yeah. it's 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 Commando John Stewart, but it did have a couple backup, nice backup stories. But the second issue was like, no, and God damn it, DC, give me Kyle Rayner. <laughs> yeah, I think he, I I'd like that Jessica Cruz might eventually be an antagonist. That might be interesting. Uh, I think I think her, her her I think her. Her her character kind of fits that mold better. The whole anxiety issue she has. Yeah, but I could also see the problems with turning somebody with mental issue, mental instability, into a villain. You know. But I mean, I mean, I don't know. It kind of the yellow lantern represents fear, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it fear? Yeah. And she's full of fear. She's not full of courage. Right. She courageously overcomes her anxiety, but in the end, that's almost what she's defined by. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, that'd be, that'd be that was, that was, that was green lantern. It was okay. It was, eh. we're winding it down. Uh, we have a, well, we still have a, a quite a few more. So let's try to run through these gentlemen. Um, uh, ironically, Justice League is next, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> so it all, it all comes to great Justice League. Uh, the Justice League was actually a, a fun uh, two part story. I, I yes. on on a whole enjoyed enjoyed the Justice League part of it. 
Right. It it is it is it does have a backup story of Justice League Dark. Um and it 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 was a it was a fun kind of who done it in the first issue where we're kind of quickly introduced to this new future Justice League. We have you know we have Batman, we have the the Yara, we have the Batman who I'm I'm assuming is is our next Batman. Yeah, Fox. I don't uh Fox. We have Yara Floor, we have Jonathan Kent, Wonder Woman, we have a uh, Joe as uh, the Green Lantern, we have a Flash in this who is. Uh, we don't get too much backstory on this Flash, although it seems to be a multiverse Flash. Yeah, and we get Aquaman, a grown-up Aquaman from uh, from the Aquaman store uh, book that Dan spoke to us about. Yep, and we're introduced to this future Legion of Doom that. You know, it's 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 so funny because you're you're quickly introduced to these. You got you got Despera, you got Amaze X, you got Cobalt Blue, you got Screech Owl and the Flood and Ultraviolet Lancer, yeah. and you're like, oh man, how are these guys gonna mop the floor or you know give give this new Justice League a fight? And they're quickly just killed. Yep, all of them gone. <laughs> they're dead. They're just dead. And the Justice League are there, and they're just like, "Well, what the hell happened? How could this have happened? Who did this? You know, this 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 team wasn't a pushover team, so you you can tell that they they were just mobbed." Um, and you know, here we get the Justice, this new Justice League, trying to figure out what's going on. But you know, you get these hints, and it, they they talk about how it's this Justice League is not like our Justice League. They're 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 just a team. And they only come together when they have to solve a big thing. There's no, there's no personal stakes between them. They don't know each other's secret identities. <clears throat> they have all these rules in place so that they can be the best superhero team. Um, they, it's kind of hinted that you know the personal relationships are what led to the old Justice League kind of falling apart. Yeah. So here, this is just a, a team that's about getting it done. But even in when they talk about that, you see that some of them have their own little personal relationships with each other. Flash seems to have some kind of relationship with um, this this Aquawoman. Um, Superman and Yara Floor seem to have their own little friendship going on, on on the side. But as everyone's coming to terms with what's going on, oh, and Joe Joe is the only one that like always seems to just want to maintain. I'm, I'm a superhero all the damn time. Yeah. So she's she's trying to dig into it, and she finds that something is not what it seems. And slowly but surely, the the Justice League starts to, this new Justice League starts to be taken down. And here is the arrival of another Grant Morris Morrison thing, the Hyper Clan. Uh, yeah, Hyper Clan was the from from his JLA run, which was the I believe they were White Martians, weren't they? Yes, they're White Martians that come to Earth under the. Uh, disguised of them being a superhero team that is seemingly better than the Justice League and more effective. Right. So they reveal themselves, and this was apparently the secret weapon that that Legion of Doom was was uh, hinting to in the beginning. The, 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 when they first showed up, they were all talking about, oh, we have this plan. We're going to yeah. take out the Justice League. And the Hyper Clan basically says, yeah, you can free us from our prison, but we're not going to be your tools. And they, they, they were obviously the ones that killed them. And now it seems that they are going to replace the Justice League. Um, so now in, in, the, in, the, in the second issue, we see that they're, they're, they're doing just that. Everyone's, uh, everyone's fooled. The world thinks, oh, this new Justice League is, is you know, do, doing what they're supposed to be doing and, and helping everybody. And we see that what they did was they, they threw our Justice League into 
into uh, so through threw them into some, some far off planet that's just devastated and they they don't even know where they're at but here they are and and this is this starts to make the argument for why they should they should have personal stakes in each other because they would have been able to recognize, hey, we were being infiltrated by these white Martians. Yeah. Had we had we had this personal stake in each other, we would have seen that we were being taken over one by one. But instead, because we have these this you know this fake team, so to speak, where where we only come together for emergencies, this is why they were able to pick us off the way they were able to pick us off. Yeah. And then everyone starts to realize, well, you know, you have a relationship on the side and you do all these things, so. This this infighting is is going on. Meanwhile, back on back on Earth, you know the the hyper clan continues to to take their place until I believe I think someone was able to oh the the Flash is able to uh, teleport them. <clears throat> this new multiverse Flash is able to kind of send them from where they were being the, uh, stuck on this planet far away and teleports them back to to Earth where they 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 fight. <clears throat> They fight um, the the hyper clan and they use the personal aspects of their characters to show that they're able to figure out who who the white Martians are and and pretty solidly take them out. Um, a fun romp that leads that ends with you know hey let's embrace let's embrace the old rules and kind of mix them with the new rules and so we can be a better Justice League so that something some crap like this doesn't happen. Again, yeah, I thought I thought it, it was pretty fun because, like I said, like I where where my Superman of Metropolis, I felt like it was really heavy handed. The the moral that one, it felt a little bit cooler. It felt like they got to that in a natural, organic way of like, yeah, you know, um, we now they like they know how each other laughs and they know you know what each other does during battle and and little things like that, little interpersonal facts about each other that help each other distinguish from the from their enemy and that's what family is kind of so um i I thought that was pretty cool yeah um joshua williamson you know solid writer he was behind this so yeah i i really liked the justice league part i did not like just the justice league dark thing uh backup story here yeah um it felt you want to talk about heavy-handed it felt very heavy-handed yeah um it it yeah i i I can't even get into it. it, it it's a lot, ladies and gentlemen. It's a lot. It's it, there is there's a lot there. Yeah. It's 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 it, it, exactly. Uh, the demon aspect of the story was was kind of fun. Um, but besides that, it I I, I couldn't I couldn't really embrace it. Yeah. Um, so I I can't even tell you what happened. In it. Even I'm literally flipping through it, and I and I did read this. I read this. Yeah, I me too. There's like you. Merlin and um, Detective yeah. Chimp. There's a lot going on. But Detec- the, the Detective Chimp is now the host of of uh, the Demon Etrigan. Yeah. Uh, Jason Jason Blood, I believe, is there's a new is Doctor like, Fate. Khalid is the new Doctor Fate. No. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, Khalid is Khalid. Yeah, Khalid is, yes. is the Doctor, new Doctor Fate. Do- uh, Jason Blood is Merlin's like. Uh, um, I guess right hand man. He's this giant knight. Yeah. It, it it was and what's funny is it's Rom V. Uh, apparently his run of Justice League before the I mean Justice League Dark before this was actually really good. And Rom V wrote that great Catwoman story, and he also wrote the great Swamp Thing story. So it just like reading this was just 
a weird. I think maybe had I read the Justice League Dark stories that led into this, yeah. I would have enjoyed this more. That made but more, this made really made felt sense. like it. This really felt like it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. It was just like woo. So I really can't recommend the Justice League Dark part unless unless if we have Justice League Dark fans listening, I'm sorry if I'm offending you. <laughs> Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I need to go and read that Justice League Dark run of Rom V's. I do have faith in Rom V, so. But yeah, I, I for me it was that part was a was a dud. But the Justice League issues, like I really at the end of the the, the Justice League story, it talks about recruiting and growing the team, and you start to see you see the the other characters who have been introduced all over Future State. We see the uh, the Guardian, the, the Future State Guardian and the female Lobo, and you see, I think, the Mr. Miracle character. So seeing that, it, it was exciting. It was exciting. So I, I wouldn't, like, again, I wouldn't mind eventually seeing more of these stories of this Justice League. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, and like I said, it, it was cool to see them organically all come together again. Who knows what the hell that Flash is up to. So there's a level of mystery still within the team. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Dan, the comic man, you're up next with Kara Zor-El Superwoman. Ah, uh, my favorite one of the – this was my favorite story because this just felt – this felt like – um. all right. So basically, Kara is is uh, on the moon. She got her own little refuge for people that are uh, misfits and outcasts and not wanted. It's a little safe haven. Mm-hmm. Nice little safe haven. I'm just going to say straight up, I'm not going to attempt to try and pronounce any of these alien names, so I'm just going to say alien this and alien that, because some of these alien names say like XYNWZ2153, like I'm not even going to try. So this alien uh, princess royalty crashes on her planet and just starts like freaking out, just like her powers are just running rampant. Kara's like, "Uh uh-uh, nah, we not having this, and just pulls Superwoman on her and gets some answers. So it turns out this woman came from this um, Swamplands planet or Swamp something planet. And it was this, this family. It was uh, the, these two families that was one family, uh, Kin and something else. And folk, like Folk and Kin or something. One took to the waters. The other stuck to the skies the way that their uh, people were intended. And they looked for this jewel, this gem, this rare gem. That just like if like just like if you're gonna command um, Davy Jones's ship, for someone to hold the jewel, they get all the powers of that 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 pers- that uh, people are supposed to have. So you're like a god, but you have to die to pass on the, the gem. Mm-hmm. So the this family war has been going on forever, and finally, the father, the matri- the the patriarch of the family, decides to kill himself by taking the gem out of his heart. And gives it to his daughter. And she puts it in her hair and just flees. So her aunt. And she lands on Supergirl. She lands on Supergirl's planet, which is actually our moon. Yeah. So Earth's she's moon. she's on our Earth's moon. And uh, Kara is, who's basically a pacifist also at this point. A lot of very, very superpowered beings are becoming pacifists in future state. I don't know what, what that's supposed to mean, but. Can't fight forever. So she's telling her – she's giving all of these these uh, beautiful uh, monologues about just, you know, you're supposed to do – you're supposed to be, you know, life, love, and just, you know, do the right thing. Mm-hmm. She's trying to teach her patience by having her build this uh, dam so it can help irrigate the water flow so a certain part of the moon gets water that it's never got before and it helps grow uh, plants and stuff. And eventually her family finds her. 
and this big battle ensues, and this uh, the royalty chick that ran away. One of her powers is she can take other people's powers temporarily, like rogue style. Yeah, it's just that there's no actual time limit on when the powers. Like she could take your powers and it'll be gone for two weeks or two minutes. Like there was no, they didn't really give a time limit on it. They just they they just showed in the earlier fight with uh, Kara when she came to the planet. She took her heat ray. Yeah. And she used it against her. And then she got it back like a couple of days later or something. So she takes all of Kara's powers. Combined with her already strong powers, she, she essentially like punches crime away. Right. Like she saves the day with a punch. Mm-hmm. So what she does is she ends up using all the powers that she has to take away her aunt's power. Because was, that was her aunt who was coming after her. Takes away her aunt's powers, leaves her aunt on Kara's moon and says, you know... Be one with the people, you know. No more fighting. No, no more of this. So essentially, you know, uh, she talks about how crypto was basically the only, the first thing that she met from the destruction of her uh, sister planet of Krypton to Earth was the first creature that she met that accepted her. Okay. So the book is really all about acceptance. So she uses the powers of Supergirl, her powers. She takes away her powers. Her action. There's no more powers. She takes away her powers and her aunts and families that was there to fight powers so the rest of the planet is growing and um so the rest of the planet is growing and the narration goes from Kara talking to crypto to this girl which was a uh, lily lilian or lilian or some some li- i'm gonna call her lily it was lily <laughs> yeah yeah i couldn't pronounce that name either <laughs> it, it was lily it went from Kara talking to crypto to lily talking to Kara. And you, st- you, the panels start grow and start going down, and this girl now has wrinkles on the side of her cheeks. She's looking very old, very you know, timey. And the last shot, the very last shot, is Kara's tombstone next to Crypto's tombstone. And I'm like, damn it, DC, what you did? So damn she lived long pain. enough to. She lived long enough to 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 see her dream of that moon become its own actual planet far from just this refuge like like you can yeah. see through the panels like it was growing to be like this actual planet that's touching and she essentially handed down the reins to a superman superwoman-esque type like someone that crashes down that came from a, another planet full of chaos and war and blood feuds and now she's that moon's protector. It, it's beautiful. It was a really, really beautifully written story where I was like, wow, if I could get more of these, if I could get more of these Shazam and the, the Superman Wonder Woman stories, this would have been a walk in the park. Like these were yeah, genuinely it's not like they, they beautifully the heart written. in those stories. Oh, so much heart in this Superwoman story. So much heart. Um... So I found I found it boring, but okay. Monster. I was I was I was bored. I was so bored with that book. Oh my god! I had um, Superman versus Imperious Lex, and I found that to easily be the funniest of everything that I covered. But uh, yeah, that was that was very funny. Uh, it, I didn't know if it was intentionally funny. I felt like it was just how everything was written. So I mean, come on, you you know who they're trying to make fun of in this yeah. in this in this story. It's pretty. It's a pretty. Yeah, it's pretty on the nose. But uh, we find out that the United Planets, aka uh, a UN of planetary proportions, are having a meeting with the biggest concern being energy shortages. So Lois Lane is the Earth's rep. 
in the United Planets. And she says Lex Luthor wants to join alongside his own planet of Lexor, which is where he's been this whole time. Uh, everyone denies this request, but Superman shows up and says, hey, I think I know why Lex is trying to apply. I was actually looking around in space for some ways to fix this energy shortage, and I found a bunch of armies, I mean, an army of robots called Reticulants that were using their superior firepower and technology to ransack and rob unsuspecting planets and give all those valuables to Lexor and Lex Luthor. Uh, like America. But <laughs> he then explains that Luthor was... Uh, has the planet wrapped around his finger because he uses propaganda and fake news to control the narrative. He found that... Of course what? he does, because why? Because, <laughs> you know, why? Why? This is the same company that couldn't just give us a normal, you know, a villain in Wonder Woman 84. No, it had to be... It had to be that... It had well, to be that. Well, he... he uh, Superman also explains that... Um, that he found out that whatever the... Reticulants couldn't steal. They used the natives for effectively running a slave camp. So yeah, you have natives, slaves, uh, stealing of natural resources. You're checking all the boxes. Fake news. Uh, Superman liberated the slaves, but didn't destroy the robots. Even with the robots missing, Lex prepares to spin the story in a positive light along his trusty sidekick and my favorite character, X99, who is this little. He's this little robot. He's almost like a like BB-8. Kind of just like little, he, he looks like Eva from Wally, and he is just in love with Lex Luthor. He thinks he's the greatest guy of all time, the benefactor. Um, so he's great. Superman, knowing Lex is up to no good, hid the robot bodies on an uninhabited moon and tried to reason with the people of Lexor, like, hey, come on, he's lying to you, but to no avail. Um, he destroys the robot factory, effectively destroying thousands of jobs until Lex shows up in his mech suit and they fight. Lexor is near a red sun, so with Superman on the ropes, he breaks the leg of the mech suit and comes to inform the United Planets of Lex's actions. Superman and Lois have a tender moment, but Superman confesses that Lexor should join the Nation of Planets, not because of Lex, but because of all the innocent people that are under his rule. Lois agrees and brings the matter up to the United Planets, and they agree so long as she's in charge of the whole thing. So they send her and Superman to enroll Lexor into the United Planets, and on arrival, some of the UP workers find out that Lexor's mountains are chock full of deuterium crystals, which can amplify energy. So the crystals are an extremely valuable natural resource. So as soon as Lex hears that his planet is full of them, he begins to renege on the deal. He's like, I don't want to be part of the United Nations, the United Planets. I'm over it. We're good. We thought about it. You didn't want me in it. I don't want to be in it. It is what it is. So he, uh, unsatisfied with the idea that he would have to share these crystals for free, he orders his men to gun down the United Planet workers and demands Lois let him out of the United Planets until she, and until she does so, she's the prisoner to be watched by X-99. Meanwhile, Superman heads to the uninhabited moon to wipe the programming from the reticulants before seeing the damage and death Lex caused. Lex changes his propaganda narrative to force the people of Lexor against the idea of joining the United Planets, even killing a newscaster when he even, has even the slightest bit of doubt. Superman arrives but chooses not to do battle with Lex because of the Red Sun and the fact that the people of Lexor have joined Lex's fight against him. Lois shorts out X-99 circuits and joins the fight to aid Superman, and they leave Lexor. 
Lexor is officially released from the United Planets, but unbeknownst to Lex, Superman synthesized the crystals, making all of Lex's crystals obsolete, effectively solving the crisis, which ticks Lex off in a bad way. The United Planets are trying to figure out what to do with Lexor and its inhabitants, and Superman says they should be shown mercy, and they should, be, they should allow refugees of that planet to come to Earth. They send Superman and Lois back to Lexor to spread that message. And meanwhile, Lex is giving a speech that places all of the blame on X-99. <laughs> which, is, which is so messed up because as he's giving this speech, Lex-99 is just looking at him going, look at how I love he him. Is. He's, he's, he's such amazing. a great leader. <laughs> he is the greatest of all time. And then, boom, he blitz all the blame on X-99. X-99 is exiled to the uninhabited planet that all the reticulants are on and when he sees them he's like oh i'll just bring them back to life and and help get into the good graces of lex but unfortunately they had their directives wiped by superman so they begin to ransack lexor superman does his best to help the people and they finally understand the manipulation lex had them under and they understand superman is there to help lex tries to use the crystals to amplify the red sun's effects on superman but the people of lexor destroy it siding with the man of steel X-99 remains loyal to the end, asking Superman for mercy, and they are both taken into custody, where X-99 promises Lex to be his friend forever. Uh, the end. Pretty funny, pretty on the nose, I, but I did I did enjoy... Lex was written to be way more humorous than he normally is in this, but I enjoyed it. Big time. Big time. I, 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 enjoyed, I enjoyed the book. Yeah, you're right, X-99 was priceless like i love when lois is trying to just convince him hey you know he's doing he's doing all these bad things and he just manages to flip it and be like so he's like so wait all those things he's doing because he really wants to protect our planet yeah 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 like holy crap you just don't get it to anything he's so programmed quote unquote you know very much like yeah it happens yeah so yeah um I guess we should get introduced to Yara Floor next. That should be there. Oh, Yara, Yara Floor. Oh, my God. Such a fun. Such a, such a fun book. Um, yeah. So in, in Wonder Woman, we're finally introduced to uh, this this buxom beauty, uh, this new Wonder Woman. She's, she's a lot of fun. She's, she's, she's young. She's reckless. But she gets the job done. Um, yeah. You know, she's being based out of um, the Amazon rainforest. So we're really not told directly how it is she is um, an Amazon in, in, yeah. in, the, in, this, in, the, in the case of like a, like a Wonder Woman Amazon from Themyscira. Right. Um, so we're just seeing that she's in the Amazon rain, uh, rainforest. She's chopping down some some monsters and she's calling for Jerry and Jerry's a Pegasus who's wants to just be in his own little world until finally, you know, he he finally answers her call. He's like, yeah, all right, I'm here to pick you up. Um, uh, uh, while, while, uh, Yara is, you know, just taking care of her, her mess and just celebrating her victory over this giant monster. Uh, Kai, Kai Pora shows up. She appears to be this little red-headed elf. She's I like mean, a, like I'm, I'm guessing... right? She's like a deity or something? Yeah, I'm not sure what she is. I did like the fact that we're being introduced to this. I'm assuming... I'm hoping that a lot of these things are from actual, like, 
Amazonian, you know, like South American Amazon yeah, Brazilian sort of, folk, uh, folk talk stories or myths because it, there's, there's, I mean, I, I don't know anything about those things. Yeah. So to cool. see these, 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 these characters show up in this book, it was, it was a, a lot of fun. So, so, um, here we are. Yara is obviously confronted with this character that she has a history with. And the character is telling her, hey, you're not, you're not supposed to be hunting on my land. What, what, are, you, what are you doing? And Yara is just like, eh, I wasn't poaching. And I'm going to tie you up now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, even, and even in that, she's, she, she says, you, you sent a boy Tata after me. I'm like, oh, what? Like, what are you talking about here? What is, what is, what is all this yeah, lore that's just being thrown at? This is being thrown at us, you know, like what, what's, what, what's going, what's going on here. So, um, but basically Yara, Yara's on a, on a quest to, to find her, one of her shield mates or her sister. I mean, I'm not, we're not, it's, a, it's her sister. Her sister uh, got locked away in like Hades. Yes. So after, he's, he's... after, after, after a battle. Yes, which we which gets fleshed out in the second issue. Yeah, so she's using that little girl as passage. She wanted to use like Hydra's horns or something like that as a way to stab through or something like that. But um, this little imp or whatever uh, decides that she's gonna help her get all the way to Hades and save her sister. Right, right, and here here we you know you just you get this this. This taste of more, more, more fun taste of Yara. Like the the Kaipora is basically trying to tell her, "Hey, man, we gotta like sneak in here. We gotta do everything covert. Like, don't draw attention to yourself." And what does she immediately do? <laughs> she at one of the at one of the entrances, she just like rips the bar. Mind you, the the whole entrance to this underworld looks like looks like a train station, like a, like a literal train station. So she <laughs> walks through the turnstile and yep. she and she gets annoyed with it. So she she rips off the bar. Like you know, most New Yorkers wish they they could have done at some point in their lives. I guarantee you. So to see her do this is just like, oh my god, what are, what are you doing? We're, we're trying to be incognito here, and you're just drawing attention to ourselves. But let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. Um. So you know, they they continue on their on their journey, and they they meet a ferryman, which is for more of the Greek side yep, of the lore that she comes from. Hades. Right. You gotta pay the ferryman to go to Hades. You gotta pay. You gotta pay the ferryman. So you know. And so, so you know, she, she doesn't, she doesn't have the money you need to to pay the ferryman, so she manages to steal it from some other dead guy. Funny, funny exchange. It's it just a great scene at the end of this issue where it, um, and then like you know, uh, Yara adding more to her character, more to her personal. She unleashes unleashes this this battle cry that reminded me of Xena. She's. <laughs> you know she's 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 whipping around people she's you know it's it's it was just a lot of fun this issue and yeah, it all leads very good, to very confident she's playful she's right things. she's playful she's reckless she's she's a lot of fun um and she you know she just continues to battle her way uh through the entrance of of hades or the underworld i should say i'm sorry the underworld and so she eventually she eventually gets to uh I, I don't even know who the hell this that the character was the dude with the the horns like he's like oh, a, like Hades, a, right? no no uh, Hades was the I believe the giant dark guy but there was a guy sitting on the throne who looked like a like a skin bull I don't know this that's I, I dug it though I dug yeah, like yeah. I said it all just, this it feels like another yeah 
like yeah. more more layers to her to, to this backstory she's got, and again more introduction to hopefully what I think is this Amazonian sides of of her of her character's origins as well as uh, I guess hopefully real life uh, myths from from South America. Uh, so, and then he even I, I I never bothered to look up. But do you happen to know what a esquecida is? No. Yeah, that that's what that's what Hades calls her. Oh, we know we don't do favors for the for a, a, an esquecida. But then Persephone comes out, you know, the wife of Hades, who you know she herself was <clears throat> was is the product of a favor, of uh, and how she gets to live in Hades only she only has to be with her husband for half the year. So she's like, give, let's give her a chance. Let's give her a chance to go save her sister by giving her this timer where she's got to run into this. Much like, much like in, in the Disney Hercules where, where Hades is like, yeah, you know, if you dive into the, to the Sea of the Dead and you can find Meg, you can pull her out. And, and it'll, it, but it's all a setup. Yep. So, but but in the, in the end here, she, you know, you, it, while she's trying to find her, you see, you see what happens um, that, that, um, Patira is her name. I'm sorry, that was a, that was the name of her sister. Sacrifice herself to, in order to save um, Yara Flora. So Yara feels indebted to her. Like, no, I was supposed to die. You should have lived. Um, I'm going to save you. So she does get to her and pulls her out, but not not with with just with the just going over just a hair. So Hades is like, that's it. You lost. Get him. So while they're trying to escape, you know, um, Patira gets gets stuck in a cave in while they're trying to exit out of out of Hades. But um, you know, Patira tells her, "Listen, you 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 obviously are the one who was meant to live here. Keep 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 on living and show the world your purpose. Your, you know, the, your purpose here wasn't to come back here and save me. It was to continue to live on and you know, hopefully go on to become." The, the the next Wonder Woman, and I, I felt it when she does come out of it, and she's she cries and she's you just you just felt her pain like yeah. here you here you, you lost, had you lost this her again yeah you lost her again you know you you had it you lost her but even you know the the the, the writer who I got to give props to um uh, uh Jones I don't know her first name pretty sure it was a, it was it Joel, a female Joel Jones. Joel Jones, yes, Joel yeah. Jones and Jody and Jody Belair, uh, right? Yeah. Just yeah, uh, they, they 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 just uh, for, for people I don't know. I know Jody Belair. I've I've seen the, the artwork on this book was amazing. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Jody Belair's work before, but um, Joel Jones, uh, Jody Belair, I'm sorry, is the colorist. Oh, Joel Jones, she actually is the writer and the artist. Holy That's crap! Amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Amazing. Really good art. Amazing. Really, really good but art. I love the way she ends the issue with saying, uh, "They are not heroes because they are perfect. They are heroes because they must overcome their imperfections." I thought that was that was great because a lot of the things I'm saying I love so much about this character with her being brash and just you know uh, a wild a wild. Uh, um, a wild card in a lot of senses like a lot of the she 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 has these half brain like like you said in the beginning she's killing this monster because she's going to basically take its fang and run run her way into the underworld with it it's just like no like that is not a superman trait that is not a batman trait but it's a great trait for a brand new hero one who's brash but she's but she she's good-hearted i mean the whole the whole this whole two issues arc was her trying to 
basically give the life back to someone who sacrificed their life for her. So yeah. she's going through all this because, you know, she wants to just give this person a chance to live their life the way she now has a chance to live her life. Great story. The the emotional um, roller coaster you go through with it while at the same time having fun. The story is a lot of fun. And I'm very much looking forward to her story continuing in uh, Infinite Frontier. Yeah. So I highly recommend. This was by far probably top three of Future State for me. Yeah, she turned a lot of heads instantly with her design, but like you said, the story itself actually has a lot of good context to it. And even though she's a new hero, she had she managed to find herself on the Justice League, have this solo t- um, you know, issue to flesh her out, and then Dan read some of Superman and Wonder Woman, which fleshes her out even more. So you said you were a big fan of that book. How yeah, that? yeah. So um so it starts off with John and he's so it's basically like the whole narration for John's angle of the story is like they're count they count superman's days by the literal nanoseconds to show that this man does not get uh an ounce of himselfness like it starts off and it literally says john drinks his his cup of coffee in 2.87 seconds he would drink it faster but he likes to enjoy his cup in the morning like wait wait, what like like what's faster than that then he like he stands out in front of his building and he hears it was great. Like, he stood out on top of his building, and he, he hears, like, a crime going on over here, but he's like, okay, but they got that covered over there. Let me hear over here. Okay, this construction site seems to be okay, but I think this girder is going to fall. Let me go and help them real quick. And, like, he um he writes Good Morning Earth, or, like, Good Morning Everyone in, uh, in, in the clouds with his heat ray vision. Like, he moves, like, the, the clouds with his heat ray vision to send a message over Earth and clouds, so it's... It, it it's pretty cool and um how do they what why are they together in that issue what's their so thing? um so she has her own thing in um in brazil right now where like she's just like um stopping like uh well, not stopping but like her she was like um i guess <laughs> stopping would be the apprehending a, a mayor that's like embezzling yeah uh, a brazil in brazil and then um she looks up in the sky oh yeah superman looks up in the sky also and they see that there's a second sun and when she notices the second sun, she goes and scolds, I'm guessing, her friend who's the sun god. Like, she's okay. friends with a sun god and a moon god. <laughs> okay. And the, the sun god is basically showing off the world that he is, he's the, 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 the sun god and you should worship it. He's very egotistical with the, you gotta worship me. Most gods are, yeah. But, like, he, he was very, like... If 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 the people know about the the sun god that lost to this and this and that, they'll stop believing in me. Like his whole thing is about being believed in. So he just shows the people his power ever so slightly all the time by just going up in the sky and showing a second sun. Then this big ass starfish, like a mechanical starfish on fire, comes. So now you got three suns in the sky. And uh, so was it was it shaped like a starfish? It looked like it was shaped like a starfish. Okay, okay. Like, I remember being on fire. It was like its own sun. Yeah, it was like a big giant eye. It was like if Starro was on fire. It was like this big giant like starfish in the sky that has like the power to like suck up energy rays and, and heat rays and sun rays and all of that. So they, they he uh the the sun god's like, oh, another god thinks he can come onto you know onto my turf. So you got the it was a sun god versus a giant mechanical starfish looking thing. Mm-hmm. While um, and then Superman and 
uh, Wonder Woman essentially go up there in uh, up into the sky. Superman basically tells him like, "Yo, um, you know, come." Oh no, he tries to absorb the Sun God and burns out, and has to reboot his powers in like twenty two hours. So he's like, "I'll be back in twenty two hours to destroy you, Superman." And he like speaks in like slashes. So uh, he's it's funny he speaks in like thesaurus. So he'll use like two words for one word. But he'll use, like, both definitions of the word for that one word. So, uh, then we go to the fort. Uh, then, um, yeah, we go to the Fortress of Solitude because Superman, like, gets, like, knocked out. He, like, mm. he just, like, knocks himself out from, um, oh, the absorbing of all of the sun. All of the sun. From our regular sun, the sun god, and then that fiery star thing. Dude just essentially just knocks out in the middle of Metropolis. Wakes up in, um, Fortress of Solitude and he's talking with, uh, Wonder Woman. And he's basically telling her, I don't have a day off. Like, there are no such things as day offs for me. You see this over here? At t- 10.30 every morning, I have to force feed a black hole till it throws up just to stop the Earth from being destroyed another day. And she understa- she's, like, literally understanding what he's trying – that he doesn't, like – he doesn't get a day off. Like, right. every day at 10.30 – he has to There's force a million feed different things that he's doing constantly to make sure the world doesn't end. Yep. Yeah, and he's he he essentially says that to her. He's like, you know how many times the world has literally come this close to the brink of extinction and we have saved it? Like I don't I don't get day offs. So the next day comes and the sun god wants it wants his name cemented, so he wants a race with Wonder Woman. Uh, the the giant ball of uh, mechanical ball in the sky thing wants to fight Superman. These two decide to switch opponents. So Superman races 300 laps to Pluto, and back with a sun god, and uh, Super uh, Wonder Woman fights Superman's guy. Um, what's it called? I think I I couldn't really understand it, but he basically burnt he he uh, basically burnt so fast. Like burnt so um bright bright that he essentially turned blue because mm-hmm. um i guess uh oh i think she said she, like she saw the uh, she saw the end of the world before like yara has seen the ending of our timeline and all the stars and suns have burnt so bright that they lost all of i think the hydrogen mm-hmm. in their chemicals so now they're just straight blue flames so he he burns out because now he can't use his powers to overdose. That was it. He was he was basically overdosing Superman. Superman mm. was getting not enough of his rays, but too much of his rays mm. at the same exact time. So it was kind of really confusing of what he was doing to him. But he turns this. She turns him blue. He runs away. Superman ends up winning the race. Anyways, this guy's all pissed, and she he ends up getting a. What's what I can't remember what she said to him, but he he's happy. His name is cemented, of uh, having a race against Superman and stuff like that. And then at the next, the end of it, it shows that the world is back to normal. It's ten thirty in Metrop. It's eight thirty in Metropolis, and Superman is not there. He's taking the day off in theory, and it's Yara doing all of Superman's chores. Because she respects the she, work she saw that he him. what he has to do, so she's like, you know what, take a day off. I'll do what you have to do. So it it, it essentially ends with her in a spacesuit, force feeding a uh, black hole, and he brings uh, coffee and breakfast. That's pretty cool. So it was it was really great to see, even if they're two different people, that mantle of respect of Superman and Wonder Woman are still there. 
Yeah, even with the new with the new uh, guys underneath the suits. Yeah. So even if it's Yara and John, it's still Superman and Wonder Woman getting along the way they get along all our lives. Speaking of uh, familiar, I'm gonna go ahead and do House of L right now. Uh, House of L starts thousands of years into the future where the descendants of the legendary Cal L are the last resistance in the universe and have made Earth's moon their home. After a battle, they go to a base and we're introduced to this merry clan. We meet Theander, who is half Kryptonian, half Tamaran, and queen of her people. We meet her father, Brandon, as well as Khan Khan L and Alora, who have an army of Mongols at their disposal. They are working alongside Brainiac 4 and are fighting against a mysterious foe called the Red King. We meet Rowan and Ronan, who are descendants of John Kent, and Rowan herself is a Blue Lantern, and she warns the Coalition of Lanterns has failed, and the Red King Armada is the biggest she's ever seen, and he commands both Apocalypse and New Genesis. He is an intergalactic mass murderer, so Ronan asks Brainiac if he's still searching for any United Planet Calvary members, and he says he's not, which shocks everyone. He is, however, looking for someone or something that he calls a long shot. Suddenly, their base gets attacked, and even though they are forced, they are a force to be reckoned with. Brandon is killed when he sacrifices himself. His daughter flips out and slaughters the army, but it's too late. While Brainiac Four sends a drone to the location that he finds, as he tries to tell the others, the Black Racer shows up and kills him, and then disappears. Through the corpse of Brainiac. The Red King taunts them and warns that at dawn he will slaughter everyone with the mark of Elon. Theander, distraught over her dad's death, starts to refute the legend of her ancestor, Kal-El, having never met him herself. At dawn, the Red King sends his army uh, of doomsdays after the House of El, and it's an all-out war. When the Elves start to turn the tide, the Red King shows up. That's when we are told that the Red King is Pharos. Uh, Kal-El's direct descendant and the son of Superman. He taunts and fights our heroes until a mighty gust of wind appears and with it, the legendary Kal-El. We find out that Spheros is the son of Superman and Cersei and even though he tries to kill Kal-El, his father manages to reason with him and get him to join his fight. Kal talks to his descendants before flying away with his son. Uh, It was cool to see all the different Superman after... Months and months of Dark Knight's metal and death metal and all the many hundred Batman. It was cool to see some different versions of Superman mixed with other, you know, other heroes. I would I would love to see how uh, Superman ends up basically dating or hooking up with Cersei because it's like whoa. Yeah, and this is thousands, thousands of years in the future, so I'm hoping this is after Lois. <laughs> well, I would imagine it is, but considering what happens in Immortal Wonder Woman, it made yes. me go like what. Yeah, like she's if, trapped. If, she's trapped somewhere. He mentions being trapped somewhere, also. Right, uh, so right. So it was just because I mean, you kind of find out in Mortal Wonder Woman about their relationship. So yeah. when I when I read this and see, okay, you have a kid with Cersei, it's just like, oh, so you just hooking up with all these Amazons? What was yeah. was good? <laughs> you know, um, yeah, no, uh, that that one shot was uh, was very was very good story. It was yeah, very good story. Really, really fan. It was really. You know, they play big on the legend of it, and it's cool to see all the the various different um, versions of him. Uh, we'll finish out this with this uh, this trifecta of um, the future. Dan, you will do your Legion if you want. 
<laughs> uh, then we'll go Swamp Thing, and then we'll end things with Immortal Wonder oh. Woman in this extra jam-packed episode. I don't, even, I don't even know where to start with Legion. So basically, the world, the, the universe is destroyed, essentially. There, the, and uh, Ultra Boy decides to to reunite, get the get the clan back together. So he tries. Ultra Boy. I think it's either Ultra Boy or um. Is that like is that like a new like a lightning last or something? Oh my man, my man is just—he's just looking like a crime syndicate Superman, and essentially. Okay. He looks just—I can't even remember what that dude's name was. Ultraman. That was that was Ultraman. Yes, yeah, so you said Ultra Boy. That makes sense. Although I think it was Ultraman, or maybe it might have been Ultra Boy, but no, yeah, Ultra Boy, green with the M, looking like this. Yeah, that's, okay. That's what he looks like. So he essentially wants to get the the clan back together. You know, like, and he's, like, trying to recruit each member of the Legion of Superheroes, and they're all just like, nah, nah, we're good. Some of them, some of them start going, and start getting back into it, and then it, uh, what is it? It's basically, the world was destroyed by these people called, um, the Troms. The Troms, uh, it was like, uh, it was, think of it like how, uh, Hawk, Hawkgirl's story was in, in the Justice League cartoon. Mm-hmm. Where it's like if they sent one person down to Earth to do like this uh, reconnaissance mission, and then all their people get there, and then they take over. It was essentially like that. And it comes to turn out that it wasn't even one of their own and his people that destroyed everything. It was this psychic chick and her family. Mm. Uh, I said it was hard to understand, but it was very much so that. This one guy was framed for the for the destruction of the galactic. Everybody's after him. The world's in chaos. The universe is in chaos. She does her whole little mind search. Doctor Strange meets Professor X thing, and unlocks memories that only her people because she's on like level three psychic or level five, some sort of like a like a high level psychic that only her race of people could find with various ticking and tailoring. So come to find out that her people actually saw her as the best of them and decided to put a um like, like a sleeper cell mission in her head because she comes from hive mind psychics yeah so no way that they could pro- program her at any point to do what they wanted so to do. they basically manchurian candidated her and she put it in everybody's head of what she did the whole wanda thing of it yeah she ends up making these Trom people think with their own free will. It's not even like they she controlled them. Yeah, she just gave them the free will of thought. Hey, you want to do this? Yes, we do. And so, that's essentially what it was. It was very, it was very WandaVisionish ah. to me. But it was still, I had no idea who these characters were. I had no ties, and I was very confused. It was one of those one, one more, another one of those things. I was very confused by. But mm-hmm. it was just, yeah, they were just looking for this one guy because they thought he destroyed the, the galaxy. Turns out it was this other chick and it was her family that really did and it. And she was faking it for everybody, faking the funk. And, but she never even, she didn't even know that she got tricked too. So she didn't even know that that, that was being planted in her head. And everybody forgives her anyways. She forgives them, they forgive her, so happily oh, ever oh happily ever it's after. a happily ever at, like there there is no consequences to anybody's actions the world is literally in shambles and it's a i had no control over myself neither did i That's i great. love you i love you like it was just 
It was just like let's let's just go let's let's go please let's get to the two I guess best uh or really good um issues of this uh Alex take it away with Swamp Thing and I will finish it up with Immortal Wonder Woman. Yeah, I'm even even hearing Dan talk about Legion of Superheroes was painful. I could not finish. <laughs> I could not finish. I I read the first issue and I, I started reading the second one. It was lost me. Um, the Swamp Thing, on the other hand, um, you know, Rom V started us off with a great Catwoman story. Kind of lost me with that Justice League Dark, and he had just won me with this Swamp Thing story. Um, the story starts with Swamp Thing way in the future. Um, uh, leading what it seems like he's made a family the 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 world has essentially ended it's a it's a it's a dead place with just uh swamp thing and and he's like he's created uh uh living uh tree people so to speak more more little little swamp people of the green yeah you know he's given them names and you know ram v does this excellent job of throughout the issue just explaining well what swamp thing went through to create these green people you know showing this mix of human and um plant biology and how he was able to create these people um something i that's it's never blatantly stated but it's kind of shown is that um you know swamp thing you, you know was was part human at one point or was human at one point <clears throat> or even if not human, so to speak, but was based off of a human. I know they've changed that origin a few times. Um, the green people don't understand why Swamp Thing wants to find humans. Um, and I think it's because Swamp Thing, you know, he was human or relates to humans, so he wants to bring them back. He, he understands that you can't just have the green. you got to have the green and the red and people. It, it all needs to exist. So he's just on this journey to just try to find humans while, while his, his green family, they don't, they just don't get it. They're like, why do you keep making us do this? You know what I mean? Humans are dangerous everywhere we go. The remnants of the human world is trying to kill us. You know, a building nearly falls on them. Um, a, uh, some human technology defense grids are still active and they're blasting away at, at some of uh, Swamp Thing's people. So they don't, they just don't get it. Then there's this layer of, of jealousy and kind of resentment towards Swamp Thing, you know, there's even kind of like hints to maybe an insurrection against Swamp Thing. Like, man, this guy, this guy cares more about the humans than the people he created. Meanwhile, the humans did this to this world. Uh, so as they're going along, they finally do find human and the human even kills one of them. And again, like that's just leading to more like, man, what the hell does he want with these humans? There's the human yeah. just killed one of us. Um, but Swamp Thing, you know, again, he, 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 he stays the course and it turns out this human was uh, was living at a, at a Star Labs encampment. They apparently this just one Star Labs that was um, saved, where there's a whole bunch of humans, but it's being run by um, I forgot the guy's name. He was very arcane like. He had yeah. like dark oh, powers, uh, like arcane. Uh, Woodrow, isn't it? Is his name Woodrow? I think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wood, Woodrow, 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 yes, Woodrow. And so, and then I, I mean, this character, I was totally not aware of like where he's taking his powers from he's apparently using obsidian was, was that was it were you familiar so, with that so, character uh, the whole thing with woodrow he's the pharaonic man he's the guy who tried to use the green 
and got corrupted, but the Green rejected him. Uh, and they have like a big fight in Alamore Swamp thing. So I'm assuming what happened now is he still uh, has. I'm, yeah, I'm assuming now. And he's actually in the uh, Swamp Thing series as well. He's uh, at the end <laughs> of it all. But I'm assuming that. Which yeah, which one? The the, mo- the most recent Swamp Thing series? Because I didn't read yeah. that one. No, the most recent uh, television uh, Swamp Thing series. Oh the yeah, Bar- yeah, the yeah, yeah. Man. Yep. Um, Jason Woodrow. And Jason Woodrow. That oh, character. see, oh, you mean the the one the, the one that was on like the DC Universe app or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, I didn't I didn't see any of that. Okay, oh, you okay, watch. okay. That's and then and then show. ironically, Jason Woodrow is also in Batman and Robin. That pissed me um, off. He's the uh, he's the uh, scientist that gives Bane his venom. And creates Batman and Robin. poison ivy. Uh, and creates oh, poison ivy. Yeah. right. Yeah. So now you're going to die. So he's always been like an evil oh. scientist about the green and all that kind of stuff there. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So he's the big bad here. And he's drawing his power from this character called the Obsidian, who has like this dark power. And his whole thing is he just wants to eliminate the green and just cover the planet in darkness. So... Uh, again, throughout the issue, you know, uh, Swamp Thing is explaining how he was able to create these green people, and he wants to go save the humans from this encampment where it turns out that it's being run like a dictatorship and just for evil intent. Um, so Swamp Thing eventually confronts Woodrow, and they have this giant, horrific, just battle. It's, it's so horrifically drawn and just well done, yeah. and it it all it all ends with with Swamp Thing having to unfortunately sacrifice his people and him and himself in order to create a a new uh, a uh, a new basically like a, a world tree to stop the Obsidian Sun from blocking out the sun. So the the world tree in offense sucks up this this darkness that would have enveloped the world and allows humanity to to rebuild itself in within the tree this tree is huge like think think huge like the tree in freaking avatar yeah he's like because um, the effectively and, the tree of life right it's like, right exactly the tree of life and what's cool is in the end you know like the idea of swamp thing is becomes like this legendary thing kind of like how superman was was legendary in, in Smallville in, in his issues. The, uh, humanity is now living out of this giant tree where they eventually venture out and you see just a sprout of the green come back, which is kind of like, oh, look, Swamp Thing is, is back, you know, if, if, yes. if, if something is growing here. Because the idea is that, you know, if there's ever a seed, if there's, a, if there's ever sunlight, if there, right? That's the whole idea. Like any of any little bit of it, it can exist. That the, I it's funny because we could sit here with a lot of these stories. We could sit here all day and we've tried our best to recap them. But I think the Swamp Thing one in particular speaks more in the art. Um, that instance where they black out the sun and he tries to stretch out his hands to become that tree is beautiful. Like it's really gothic, depressing. But you know that whole idea that the world is over. Even Swamp Thing as this this ta- towering, terrifying ruler. With the horns and everything, really, really evocative imagery when it comes to um, like the end of the world, the green and all that kind of stuff. And I think it just speaks in general to the overall idea that the character has become this 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 tragically poetic character. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, Mike, years. Mike, Mike Perkins, the artist on the book, just knocked it out of the park. I mean, like you said, when, when, when it comes time for you to just like just the the way he draws like the organics of the um, the swamp people, yeah. like not 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 them themselves, but when he's exp- like has swamp thing explaining when he draws like everything's so beautiful, but then when it needs to be horrific, it's it's horrific. When yeah. when you see Woodrue, when you see him them having the fight, it's it's such a good book. I highly now recommend. Now that we're it. talking and, out loud, it actually just does sound like some kind of quasi tribute to. Uh, Alan Moore's work on the oh, book definitely. because all of, all of that stuff with the with the kids and explaining about the lungs that's all anatomy lesson you know that's all mm-hmm. um, as they break down that whole idea of what is you know um, so I think that that's all yeah that's interesting according to my timeline here that's supposed to take place in four thousand five hundred so that's, oh wow that's uh, that's pretty that's pretty interesting um, my story takes place at the at the end of time. At the end of time. Uh, at that the is end it. of time. I'm. Uh, this is a book by Becky Cloonan, with art by L. L. McKinney and uh, Michael Conrad, who also worked on the book. Uh, it's um, Immortal Wonder Woman, but it, the backups are for Nubia, which was fun because I I had very little uh, context of Nubia as a character. So, uh, at the end of time. Diana heads to the long-abandoned Batcave where she takes Bruce's utility belt to face an unknown threat and has a heart-to-heart with a hologram of of him who reminds her that she gives people something worth living for. We get a glimpse of what's happening on Apocalypse where Big Barda alerts Darkseid that the Undoing has taken New Genesis and will surely take Apocalypse next. Orion warns, tries to warn him but suddenly the skies open up and a mass of black tendrils and teeth Devour Apocalypse, although Darkseid escapes. Diana meets with Swamp Thing to tell them that they're leaving soon and that they're going to need him when they get there. And he reminds her that he's dying. Darkseid sets his sights on Earth. Wonder Woman heads to Paradise Island to convince her warrior people to abandon Earth and start anew somewhere else, using Swamp Thing and the Green to restart life. But their pride won't allow it. In space, Darkseid collides with Superman, and they both come crashing down to Themyscira. She decides to join her sisters in a fight for Earth, and gives a hell of a speech while Darkseid stands over Old Man Soups. Wonder Woman and the Amazons defend the Man of Steel, but when Diana is knocked out by Darkseid, the former Lord of Apocalypse uses his Omega Beams to decimate the Amazons. Swamp Thing gives the last of his life forces to Diana, hoping uh, she can turn the tide against Darkseid. Um, I wish just continue with her. Back with Diana at the edge of time, Darkseid has Superman by the throat until Wonder Woman helps. Superman grabs Darkseid and uh, they head to space. After a tearful goodbye, Clark sacrifices himself by taking uh, him and Darkseid into the sun, which explodes upon their impact. Diana says goodbye to the last and best friend she had in the dying universe that is all being devoured by the undoing. She recalls the Legion trying to stop this threat and failing, and suddenly sees a ship in the distance. She heads to it, excited to see someone else, and it's the Spectre. Diana remarks how she's glad she isn't alone, and the two of them are the only ones alive in the universe, but the Spectre tells her, well, he was only alive for two reasons. One, to exact revenge, of which there is none now, and two, out of curiosity, to see who else was alive. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure this, <laughs> it, it, if the timeline is correct, then the future state Spectre was killed by Shazam. In Shazam's book, was he? Shazam, like he was just thinking, he was he just stabbed him right like, over here, stabbed him right up. Well, the the the, the specter is um, 
is someone that changes hosts. So even if yeah. uh, like you know, and I, I I I was always wondering. I couldn't tell who do you think that Spectre was. The one that got stabbed up, or this? No, the one the one that talks to Wonder Woman. I'm not sure, but she also there's a familiarity to him. Definitely it's right. A, That's what I'm saying. Fate helmet. So I wonder. You think it's Khalil? Khal- Khalid? Yep. Could be. Khalid. Oh, okay. Could be. Some, Could be. Somebody, somebody immortal. Is, it, he came to to exact revenge, but there's also that familiarity of. But that's whole. That's his whole thing anyway. That like even rever- if the guy, yeah, it, the, that's the whole Spectre thing is revenge. Vengeance. Reven- vengeance is uh, God's vengeance. It's 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 sad as hell though. Like uh, these two immortals talking here and whatever. Um, he says, like, knowing Diana made it may- means that he can leave this mortal plane. So they have a sad farewell, and suddenly Diana is alone. Um, you know, she gets him to submit, and he disappears, and then the undoing is all around her. It envelops her until she can only see black, but on- but doesn't give up hope, and instead uses all of her remaining energy to clang her braces together, unleashing a powerful light that creates life in the multiverse. After creating a new Big Bang, Wonder Woman takes her place as one with the universe, which is pretty damn amazing. And the artwork of, of the stars of her becoming one was was really, really cool. But real quick, let me uh, get through this Nubia story because it was pretty cool too. So our next story, we see Grail, the daughter of Darkseid, attempting to steal from a museum in Atlanta when she is stopped by Nubia, daughter of Hippolyta. She stops the villain who recalls that all of the Amazons were recalled from man's world, but Nubia retorts that she is there to make sure people don't take advantage of that. They do battle, and when Grail drops an artifact, Nubia grabs it and suddenly has visions. Grail goes for the kill shot, but the artifact creates an energy barrier that protects Nubia, and she booms out of there. Nubia, seeking answers, goes to her Aunt Nancy, who gives her all of the info in exchange for a favor later. She explains that uh, she, being an immortal, was there to see the war of various gods for dominion of Earth and feared their imp- uh, omnipotent rage would destroy humanity if unchecked. So her and other magic users created an incantation uh, so uh, that would allow gods to see more peaceful means of achieving their ends. The issue, um, the issue is, in doing so, they unleashed an ancient evil that almost killed them, so they shattered the artifact used for the incantation, hoping that the pieces stood separated. Grail now has all the pieces but one, and Nancy seems to be confident that she won't get it, but then suddenly Nubia appears. She then wakes up to see Grail at the controls of a machine, seemingly powered by all the pieces of the cursed artifact. She uses it to bring Cersei to uh, Earth, a powerful magic user, only, but only in exchange for her help to take Nubia's tiara. Cersei does her best to convince Nubia to give it up willingly, even going so far as to warn her of the pain she will endure if she doesn't, but she doesn't budge, so Cersei brings the pain. When she tries to remove the tiara, she gets a vision of her aunt talking to the African goddess Oshun, who imbues the tiara with a semblance of herself and her power. She calls to Nubia as she's being tortured, telling her she is there with her, and in a blast of energy, Nubia frees her bonds. She knocks out Grail, destroys the machine, and banishes Cersei back to where she came from. Oshun arrives and tells her that she's trusted to keep the power of Oshun and uh, should use it to keep the doorway closed before calling her guardian. Nubia seeks answers from Aunt Nancy, who never mentioned Oshun, the tiara, or any of it, and Nancy plays coy but realizes that the that, that but reveals that the tiara is enchanted so that whoever wears it can successfully safeguard pieces of the artifact. They say their goodbye, and as she leaves, Nancy calls her guardian. 
So I wonder if Nubia will be hanging out with um, Yara moving forward. But this was this was a good story. Uh, we've had a lot of great stories. We covered a bunch of stuff tonight. Uh, but it was an absolute pleasure to be covering it with you two gentlemen. Um, Definitely. And like I said, hopefully this is all a sign of things to come in the future for DC. Some of the good, some of the bad. We'll see. The Magistrate might still be out there. We might still have stuff with, um, you know, John Kent and Metropolis and Yara Floor and and uh, World War, War World. But you're going to have to tune into the next episode of Major Issues Podcast to find out. And that will happen a week from today because that's how we do it. Every single Wednesday, we come out with the Major Issues Podcast, the official podcast of comicbookclick.com, which is also the one stop for every single episode of the Major Issues Podcast and our articles and our merchandise. If you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash cbcclubhouse. Chuck in some money to get some exclusive things like CBC commentaries. But if you just like what we do here for free, just remember the Major Issues Podcast is available wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast, uh, TuneFind, Spotify, YouTube, and more. The quickest way to find us is just hit Major Issues Podcast in the old Twitter or Google machine and we'll be the first ones to come right up. Um... We're, I'm also at Major Issues CBC on Twitter, Dan. I am at Dan's Comics CBC on Instagram. So follow us there. But like I said, we're all. You can also reach us at Facebook.com/slash/ComicBookClick, Instagram at ComicBookClick, or you can use the hashtag ComicBookClick to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. I've been to the future, and I've seen that we do become the latest and greatest thing. But I can't tell you how we do it because it'll mess up the timeline. So make sure that you guys get on the bandwagon and get on the bandwagon quick. We are moving quickly through all these comics but we're having fun doing it and we're doing it free of charge so if you could do us one favor rate and review us on itunes it's the quickest way to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't uh and that's how we do become the latest and greatest so keep doing that and we uh, will hopefully see you guys next week but my name is george serrano aka the don i am dan the comic book man Alex, a.k.a. B. Roke. And this has been our mega jumped up version of DC's Future State. And remember, whether there's a time or a place that you're thinking about in the near future, remember times change, people change, but we stay the same. Because you have to remember that you're part of the clique, which means that you, yes you, are worthy. 